hey, it's me, Rasan. I don't know, man. Huge hole in my, you know, yeah. <laughs> understanding. <laughs> my fellow Americans. Probably <laughs> here. As long as you're, whatever you're doing doesn't hurt anyone else, I don't care. Different perspective of what an interesting topic is than I would assume. This is Ballast Exchange. All right, hey everybody! It's season two of Balance Exchange. I'm here again with Papa Bear, and today I brought a guest. So uh, Shy and I know each other. We have um, been on a few other live streams together, and have been kind of uh, met through the Lego community. So uh, Shy, you have a chance to introduce yourself. Say hello. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? My name is Shy, or uh, internet-wise, Shy Time is my time, and all my handles out there. That's where you can find me. So, so Lego YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, doing some Lego stuff. So, yep. like, I don't definitely don't consider myself a a Lego YouTuber um, because the the one channel we do Lego on is is Addison versus. It's my my daughter's channel. It just happens to be one of the things you know we did on her channel is Lego. But she does video games, yeah, she does uh, a lot of arts and crafts. Does, yeah. Right now, we're building a um, like a potato gun, right? That nice. you can launch normally would launch potatoes with, but she wants to use it to launch foam rockets. So we're going to build a potato gun to then put foam like homemade rockets on and launch them to see how high different ones go. Nice. That's what's up. So she's just into weird science stuff. So, um, so Shai, you, you work at the post office, right? Yeah. I currently work for the United States post office. And I think that we decided after kind of going around a little bit, that that's maybe what we'll talk about tonight is the yeah, post office sure. in general. Yay. <laughs> talking about work. Yeah. Talking about work right now. Yeah. Well, so I mean, and I guess also on top of that, talking about work, like we were all Marines and you guys were Marines. I am a Marine still and as far as being active duty because oh, we're all always. Somebody's going to get mad. Always. Gonna be yeah, like, Once and always. Yeah. I missed this. I missed it. Bring me back. Don't take yeah. my disability. <laughs> right. I mean, I thought one, one topic as we go into it here in a little bit is um, the, the, that transitioning stuff, too, because I know for a lot of, especially like first-time Marines, because I remember thinking it, too, um, like transition from active duty to any of those other things that, like, carry on your service or consider it at least when looking towards hiring and, and um, like, the job. And I know the U.S. Postal Service has some kind of stuff tied to that, too, where they say you can roll, like, your time over towards your retirement. Yeah. And I think that might be a part of what we'd want to talk about. Um, but I guess, uh, I need to roll back to you, Cronus. Yes, actually, right now is the time we're going to take a little break for the So at this point in watching our videos, you may or may not know that I am an active duty United States Marine, and I've been doing this for 20 plus years, so I know that um, it's really important for me to make sure to get this out there. If it's your first time watching this, please stick around and make sure you understand the disclaimer. If you've watched a whole lot of our episodes so far, feel free to go ahead and jump ahead to the new content. Um, so what I need to talk about today is that I am not authorized and have no way of being approved to speak on behalf of the Marine Corps. So any opinion that I give or any concept that I discuss today is the position and the opinion of just me, myself, just a man who has a bachelor's degree in political science and a master's degree in leadership and organizational management and has spent my whole life looking at government structures and social contracts and how these things are supposed to work, what the philosophies and things behind them are, and read a lot of books on that kind of stuff. And it's definitely one of my personal and key passions. And so when you hear me maybe give a position or a concept on something that is only my own position, I am not a public affairs officer for the Marine Corps, 
I am in no way giving what the Marine Corps' official position on anything would be. And honestly, a lot of the topics we're going to cover here, I'm pretty sure the Marine Corps doesn't have a particular position on. Um, so if you do have any questions about what the Marine Corps' policy on certain things could be, you can definitely research that and find those out, um, or leave a comment or send us a message uh, if you can get a hold of us somehow. We can maybe be able to answer those questions for you. So with that said, let's get you back to this week's content. And we're back. So, as usual, um, what are we drinking? What are you guys drinking? So, I, I don't know why. So, I had this happened last for me was when I went over to a pool party at Enrique's, right? Our closer for the last season. And I felt like I really wanted to do this, like, Cobra Kai throwback thing. So, I brought a, a big thing of the, <laughs> the, course, the course banquet. The oh. banquet beer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! So I gotta finish those off, and I'm still off keto for this week, so I gotta finish them. So nice. like, then I roll back to it on the next, the rest of them. So you'll still see me drink. You'll see me drinking Trulies from then on. But I can have a Coors right now. Nice. Hey, what do you got, Shy? I am drinking whiskey. I know you were calling out, but it's Glen Levitt 12 year. Nice. Uh, I usually bust this nice. out every every now and then. I haven't really been drinking much since i've been in the post office because i did and i still do walk an average like 14 15 miles a day in the heat so i gotta stay hydrated yeah so the, the <laughs> i'm not at that level yet with the ogs where they're you know half their routes are like you know walking and the rest is driving so they can kind of get away with not being hydrated no nah, I'm, I'm on the bad route so <laughs> <laughs> i feel bad for the uh so i live on a hill and it's a pretty steep one I feel sort of bad. Like everybody that's on like my route, all post office folks are like they're in pretty good shape. They walk or do they drive? Well, they know? they drive, but then I mean they they walk a lot of it. I mean they drive just to move the car. I mean to move the truck. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah. But that's basically it. Like they. Oh, they, so they still walk up your block and yeah, down your block. Yeah. Like the, the only time you get used to it. Yeah, the only time they um, actually drive to, like individual houses, it's usually like two different drivers, and one of them is probably an OG person. That drops off like large packages, right? They oh, okay, don't drive. Okay. And yeah, yeah, we're not carrying that with us. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that. Yeah, I feel like mine is kind of bad too, where the cul-de-sac is pretty good as far as getting to just the mailbox. But if you have to deliver a package, the other two houses on the cul-de-sac are fairly level with the road. My house, like the road, the driveway is downhill like this mm-hmm. and like an S curve. Oh. So it's not even easy to walk down. Yeah. <laughs> like it's you know, like. And so, yeah, if you weren't, if you aren't in good shape, that, that driveway is going to kick your ass. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but it keeps people from coming to my house. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Like, how are we going to get out? <laughs> I got no cardio. <laughs> yeah. You have an avenue of approach, too. That's actually a pretty good protection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you set up some Constantina. I'm good. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm following you guys this way. <laughs> All right. And I am drinking uh, Dad Smokes. It's a triple IPA. It's actually pretty decent. So it's funny. Hmm. I, I Where's like that from? Anyway. Um, it's from Blackstack Brewing. Brewing, and is that so, up there? Uh, I have no idea. So hold on. The reason why I don't know like where it's from and shit like that is because I, mm. I use a service called Tabor, mm. and so I just pick like beers that sound good. I, I am actually a, a beer drinker. I drink a lot of beer usually. He does. Um, hey, I I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. So I, I stand <laughs> no here. You. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not fat anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I use Tavor, and if I see a beer that sounds good, then I'll order it. But I don't always look and see like where it's from. But uh, this, okay, okay, okay. This beer is yeah, from. Yeah, Cronus was. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
it's from. I thought it was going to take you a second to find it, so I was like, I'm going to cover while you dug it up. <laughs> oh, I, I found it. It's from St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. So, Ooh, okay, okay, nice, okay. Yeah, he was nice enough to actually send me a handful of the like weird selection of beers he gets, and so I've had some experiences over the last couple of weeks trying out some different beers. I'm that gonna one, try that. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a really good. Um, if you just want to try out beers, what, what's cool about it is, well, it's good and bad. So, <laughs> well, obviously you're getting. <laughs> well, the, the app, it's uh here. I'll pull it up just so you guys can see what it looks like. Um, I'm not getting. This is not a paid promotion. Like, uh, <laughs> so, so it's not a pay plug. Yeah, uh, it's nothing like that. It's just a service that I use and I and I like. So it's kind of like remember Woot. Remember what Woot was like back in the day. You ever use that Woot? It's like I, where I yeah. every day they would change like their inventory, and you, it would be uh-huh. like for a cheap price. So this is kind of like okay. that. Like, every day they change like the beer that they have, or actually every few hours they change the beer that they have. So you can like swipe through and see what beers they have. And then you can okay. just click on the bottom, like just get it. And like, it'll nice. give you like a thing of like what the beer is, like where it know. is, where it's from. Yeah. I don't always pay attention to like yeah. where it's from. It's usually the alcohol content and the type of beer. So I'll yeah, click, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll click, yeah, get it. And then it'll put it in like my, you know, my box. And then at the end of the month, mm. they'll ship the whole box to like whatever I had to me. Um, it's like I'll, a wine club. Yeah. It's like a wine club, but it's it's good and bad. What what's good is that it charges you right when you say get this beer. So it's not at the end of the month, you don't get like some huge bill. But it's bad because for me for like a couple of months I didn't keep track of how many times I click get it. And so <laughs> I spent like over four hundred dollars in a month on yeah. beer. And so I had like yeah. two big ass boxes full of beer and I was like, Whoa, okay, well I got work to do. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it's not like you want to age beer. <laughs> well some of them you can. I have some that, that you can definitely age. I have some from like 2017. Wow. That I'm, I'm going to open on special occasions because um, it's like. Wait, what, what kind of beer is it? Uh, it's a free. Hold on. Me, I'll pull it out. Give me a sec. All right. We're about to get down to it. He's about to bust out his beer. About to be four years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, it's so, bottled too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got the wax tops okay. like that. It's, it's from Fremont okay. Brewing. It's uh, called the Bee Bomb. And it's a winter ale with coffee and cinnamon and aged in bourbon barrels. And it's mm. from 2017. So this is actually worth probably $50, $60, probably more than that right now. So, really? Yeah. Some, okay. some beers are quite expensive. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, as long as it's worth it when you open that bottle. Oh, yeah. This is a special occasion. So Okay. Yeah. okay. Like, like if we ever met in person. I'll, I'll bring that's this. How, that's what we'll be drinking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or that's what you'll be drinking. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll share it. <laughs> All right. Cool. It's a. Uh, oh, and also, what are we reading, right? Shadi, do you, do you read? Do you read the books of any kind? I, I do. I do actually. I'm not reading anything right now, though. Okay. What did you read last? You remember? It, no. Okay. No, it's all good. Sorry, it's kind of on the no, spot. No. Okay. So, so the last thing I read, um, actually, uh, I'm not trying to segue or anything, but like. Since I joined the post office, like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, just because mm-hmm. I don't yeah. have time to time time to actually sit down and read. My my uh, freedom of my free time is actually very limited, so I've turned to like books on tab type of thing. Mm-hmm. So the last book I read was Space Wolf. It's a I'm a, I also I'm a huge 40k fan. So <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna ask. again. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> Space Wolves was my thing, dude. I I, I love all their lore. So I, the last book technically if i were to break it down was would be space wolf even though i've read it like 20 million times it's just i love listening to it it's a different type of feel do you do the figurines but too? I, 
I used to do them in high school. Nice. Um, so did I. Yeah, I used to paint them and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, and then when I was in Iraq, I put all my stuff in storage. And this is back in 2004, 2005. Oh, sorry. 2005, 2006. So I didn't have like automatic payments and stuff. Yeah. So I moved all my stuff into storage. And I left my mom like 12 checks. Let's just say she missed one. Oh, and no. And trying to get a hold of me in Iraq. Oh, yeah. That's difficult. Yeah. yeah. And then boom, I lost it all. So it was one of those. Oh, and that, that include my Lego as well, like from oh. high school and all that. Yeah. So I lost everything. The, my my pictures, uh, instruments. It was it was just bad. So it's, it's like I lost everything on the fire. But you know, it's like I started from scratch, and that's just one of those things I never really picked up. So the only thing I kind of do for forty k is just read the lore. I think I just find it interesting. I yeah. don't really paint anymore. You don't play the games at all. The video games, yeah, I used to. Yeah, I yeah, used, yeah. I used to like yeah. Uh, before the kids, I used to. Yeah, well, like all of us. You ever watch? Yeah. Do, you, do you ever like watch Storage Wars and see if they like have your shit? Like come back episode. <laughs> like an old, like an old video <laughs> of your stuff getting No, I, I can't watch them because I get triggered. Yeah. Like, oh, those guys. Uh, it took it off. Stuff. Shy, did I tell you? So, like, I have a. I was going to try to do this year as like one of my bigger projects to do a full foam space marine because I'm a space marine now. Like, I do space operation stuff and I'm a marine, so it's like I gotta have a space marine costume. Like, I want to do the full. Well, you're in a forty k too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, we can double nerd out, dude. Oh, for the Imperium. <laughs> oh, dude, that makes me happy. I feel yeah. at home even more. Yeah. 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 Oh, mm. So that was so, yeah, that. That was it. People are probably confused. So, like Marines can be nerds too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I was in the academic section at the schoolhouse this morning, and I was talking to someone else, and I happened to see like at a weird angle into someone else's like cubicle space, right? And I see the plaque on the wall from some unit he went to before. And it is absolutely a 20-sided dice. Like the shape of it is a 20-sided dice. Like you could see some numbers on the sides with the plaque mm-hmm. in the middle and like like coins and stuff on it. I was like, is that a freaking, it's a freaking 20-sided dice on his, as his plaque was a 20-sider. So I'm looking at it a little longer. I was like, wait a minute. So I went over, I talked to him, I was like, hey Gunny, how come when they made that, they didn't make sure that the 20 was up so that it looked like you rolled a 20, right? He's like, it's kind of on the side. Yeah, he's like, like, I never thought about that. He's like, wait a minute. You know, I had to make the connection between you. Like, why is this chief war officer asking me about that? You know enough about Dungeons and Dragons? I'm like, yes. If you're into it, so is someone else around here. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Nerdy uh, I guess, Love it. yeah, absolutely. All the time. So uh, Chronos already knows this. So I am in the like climactic scene moment frozen in my head <laughs> for uncrowned uh it's uh, the cradle series and, and like that moment is frozen right now in my head because uh, i was preparing for today so i um i started digging around some ideas i wanted to talk about stuff for the post office and i came across this really cool blog post and we'll talk about it on the actual postmaster website and in it they mentioned this book and it's called how the post office created america and then based on like you know my look and my take on like what it is we talk about here i was like this is the the absolutely perfect book for me to want to get into on this so it's pretty interesting it basically covers kind of history of how america was born and at the same time the first like real federal program that's not military uh was the post office and why and it i think it's going to kind of lead me towards one of the topics i wanted to talk about tonight but that's what i'm really technically reading right now with that other one hanging over my head (laughs) yeah you're in a you're in a really good spot. I'm just saying. We'll see soon. I have the visual. So like the two main characters just have like massive attacks 
heading towards each other like and the dust is up and i'm like i and that was when i ended and then i started this other book i was like no like, i still don't know what happened like where you where you i'm gonna make an anime reference like where you're stopping is like literally a, i used to watch an anime called bleach and mm-hmm. uh it was a really great anime really great anime but they had a problem with like putting in fillers fillers where they weren't they didn't belong there was like one in the middle of like an epic fight scene they stopped it and then went to like eight filler episodes in a row and I was just like, what? Like, can you just go on a hiatus for eight weeks? Like, <laughs> come on, man. It's great. I, I watch Dragon it. Ball did that too. Dragon yeah. Ball did that all the time. Dragon Ball Z, like, it'll be climactic moment and then cut to someone else. You're like, oh. yeah. 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 That just pissed me off as a kid. <laughs> I think I think the anime does that on purpose, though. It's the same yeah. as any episode of any TV show. It's like, cliffhanger, come back for next week's episode. Well, like, the, oh. Yeah. There's exactly. a reason. So, in anime, though, sorry, this is kind of a segue. In anime, the reason why they have fillers is because. Um, you don't want to catch it to the manga because if you catch it to the, because yeah. so every anime is about two and a yeah, half mangas. And so yeah. as they're writing it, they don't want to catch. So they put in the fillers. One anime actually went past it. It was called uh Kenshin. They went past the manga and everybody hated it. And it just like went away and they're just like, fuck this. So that's why so it's like the fun. last two or three seasons of game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like as soon as you get past your source material, it turns to crap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Didn't learn. And I saw. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say what I'm reading. You got something else to say? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I saw a funny meme that had uh, Tyrion on it, and it's like I, I thought you were an extremely clever character for a long time. And he's like, yeah, it's till the writers ran out of source material, then he <laughs> turned into nobody. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's true. All right. I am reading uh, book five of The Last Hunter. It's called Onslaught, and it's a great uh, book series by Jeremy Ro- Jeremy Robinson. And you could have got all five books for, I think, one credit <laughs> on Audible. So it's like, I think it's like 33 hours worth of content for one credit. I was like, it's done deal for me. And Jeremy Robinson is a really good writer. So That was last month's deal? I think so. On the yeah. one credit thing? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so if you missed it, yeah, bummer. But it's still a really good book series to you know check out yeah I, I used one credit to get this um the the post how the post office made america and then i used the other credit to get the you know the next book in the um uh, awaken online series we talked about so okay so i got the next one ready i'm waiting on, I'm, I'm waiting for the next one to come out hellion so the the book <laughs> is out the physical book but i'm waiting on the audible you know the audio version of it to come out and it's yeah it's not on pre-release yet so so to be clear, like these are we almost exclusively use audiobooks too. So it's like not like okay, we're cool. actually physically like, reading the books. I'm not these are all reading off of... no. This is <laughs> all reading a paperback. Yeah, no. yeah. This is this is all like Audible library books. Okay, like, cool. It's I'm all there. audiobooks, not <laughs> yeah. Audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have a forty-five minute drive to work, so I mostly yeah. listen to audiobooks on the way to work and while vacuuming and folding laundry and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. my life. <laughs> I have no commute, but. Um, any housework that I'm doing, anytime I'm working, you know, I'm listening to audiobooks. Even sometimes when I'm just working out, I listen to an audiobook. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. People give me a hard time. I'm like, I'll go for a run and I'll listen to my audiobook. Like, how do you listen to an audiobook while you're running? I'm like, uh, the whole the point, the whole point of doing something else while running is to disconnect from what's going on with your body and just go somewhere else. What better way than to like be absorbed in a, like a fictional story that takes you oh, to exactly. another world? Like, yeah. See, music stops. And yeah. then you remember for a split second that you're running. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've, or on the Peloton. Yeah, I've, I've, oh, yeah. I've PR'd while listening to an audiobook on, on the Peloton bike. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I guess one last opening 
salvo thing. Um, so don't forget to check out our, our shirts at the Teespring store for Balance Exchange. This is the Infrastructure is Sexy it's a great shirt, shirt, right? Yep, I have one nice. too. Talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you can also get Scarcity versus Abundance. And if you want to get it before the design changes, there is a Decentralize Everything shirt. But um, the design is going to change to something a little more um, appropriate to the, the words themselves, I think. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to design a new shirt. So if you want to get an original before they're changed, they're, they're there. So. We, we basically started making shirts out of some of the things we say a whole lot. And then actually, uh, I still haven't put it up there yet, but I did, I did kind of design a, a Maslow's hierarchy of needs shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's almost every single, I, it'll, it'll come around yeah. in this one too. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it probably shy. Do you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs? I've heard of like a chunk of that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's this, this pyramid of things where, uh, as humans, you have to get the tier below, like yeah, yeah. before you can move up. So like bottom is just basic fundamental needs like food and water and shelter and stuff. And then it moves up towards like full self-awareness and, you know, sitting around eating grapes and thinking. Um, yeah. I remember <laughs> so, that in college somewhere. I just yeah. Don't yeah. Know. Probably a psychology class. Or <laughs> yeah, something. yeah. Probably. But it seems to come up in like every episode. Cause I always say like, if we just use that as like a core foundational thing for our interactions and relationships and responsibilities to each other. Um, and we, you know, then it kind of helps solidify concepts. I don't know. It's just weird. That makes sense if you utilize it that way. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Cronus, how are we starting? Well, uh, let's talk about uh, Shy's time in the USPS, first of all, and to see, mm. like, how you liked it, um, your thoughts on the U.S. Postal Service. I mean, obviously, you worked there. How long have you worked there, by the way? I have no idea. So, I started working there right when the pandemic hit. Literally oh, day one. Jesus. Literally day <laughs> one. All right, so March twelfth or something probably. Yeah, right. No, well, it was a little. Yeah, it was like in March last. Year. Early March. Um, I checked that's into like the academy. Uh, they do an academy. I mean, that's where you learn everything. Um, and then like the week after, they had to change up how we were learning everything, like you know, social distancing, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it was very odd. Um, at first, and now we're all kind of used to it at this point. But like uh, before that, I, I was doing. I was in like retail management, which I successfully killed that but i was just tired of doing that i didn't want to do that for the rest of my life so i was kind of like in limbo of what i wanted to do before that it was supposed to be law but i didn't do that after college um so i was kind of lost and then my my family who a good chunk of them up north uh worked for the post office and were retired so they told me hey just you know you have a degree you have military experience just just get in and then do your time and then see what else you can do in the post office once you get in through the uh one of the three ways of getting in so I started as a CCA, and I currently still am a CCA, which is a city carrier assistant. You also have rural carrier assistants. You have mail handlers and uh, postal service employees. Those are different, you know, three ways of getting in. Rural and city carrier are kind of different, but they're the same. Um, so I've been working for that for the past, yeah, year and a half. Oh, yeah, going on two years now. So a lot of things I, I've, I've seen a lot. I've done a lot since. Uh so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. All right, how, how do you how do you like working for the for the post office? At first, I I, I like to work hard. Mm -hmm. I just that's that's just well, me. I like mentality. to work hard, so I, I didn't mind. It's kind this of is the first time in my life yeah. I'm not responsible for anybody, and that that was the reason why that attracted me to go to the post office. Is that I'm literally to myself. You just Once do I'm at, the what, thing. Yeah, I have a task. <laughs> I get rid of it. It's done. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. You know, the way to get the way of getting rid of everything is not. But I mean, it, in in retrospect, it's simple. And for the first time in my life, I'm not responsible for people. So that was the reason why I wanted to go that way. Was just to ease off the burdens off my shoulders and a lot of things. But as I showed up, it was COVID. That's when the the world shut down and people started ordering everything online, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I got a taste of that. And then after that was the elections. So that's the worst time to ever work for the post office is during elections. And this is a very controversial, controversial time of the post office. And after that was holiday. And then after that, we finally get to rest. But now there's just drama like any other space in, a, in my specific office. And um, I'm kind of over it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a shitty time to start was was last year. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a heavy um, online, you know, even before COVID, I ordered a lot of stuff online. And then during COVID... You're one of those. Yeah, not only am I a heavy, like, package guy, but I also now I order everything from Instacart and fucking Uber Eats. Oh, yeah, no, that's just like cool. That. We, we know that those houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You'll be surprised at how much your mailman knows about you. Oh, they probably didn't know a shitload about me. <laughs> yeah, based on the type of mail you get, they they know what party you, you, you vote for. They know, you know, if you have child support things you have to take care of, or you're being summoned. They know a lot. Yeah. They don't care because they, they see it everywhere. But then, like, you know, when, when I see a package, I'm like, oh, yeah, 22421, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, there's going to be five more packages coming in. So <laughs> I'm going to make this stop first. So I'm going to do this stop later. Yeah. That type of deal. But no, on the real, I liked it. I did like it at first. It, it was great. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it even through all this hard time. And then I think just recently, my mind just said stop. That was it. Like my body, my body's like, no, you can't do this. You need to. You need to stop. Because hmm. I, I worked. I worked too much. And we can get into that if you want um, as to why in a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean the uh, the like the the, the mail in ballot concept too this year. The stress probably associated with that and all the headache and like focus it got to it's got to be adding probably sub like subconscious probably not like actively feeling stressed like hey you need to do something kind of stress but the just hearing about it constantly and feeling like why are they saying this is all our fault when it's probably all yeah it's has nothing to do with it but it's just (laughs) constant pressure feeling like ah god no yeah especially this time around um a lot of the senior carriers were like yeah this is probably the worst it's been in a very long time um Mainly because, okay, so if I'm ever doing, if I'm doing a loop, which is a loop is like, you know, walking through a block, in a, like a neighborhood, like going through a house, it's a loop when you do a circle. Um, if, unless it's a check or a package, like a, a small parcel or parcel, if I see a letter or, or, or a flat, which is like a magazine or just something I'll put, uh, that's not a letter, that is from a house that I already passed, I skip it. I don't go back. I don't walk backwards because you waste more time doing that way. That You're just going to get the mail the next day. That's, that's literally how it's going to go. So unless it's a check or a package, I'm not walking backwards. And sometimes the mail comes in out of order. Sometimes it's not, it's not perfect. Um, so Wait, hold on. So bef- I want you to get back to that, but real quick, okay. there's something to clear up for like me and probably the listeners. Yeah. Do you not sort your own mail? Like when it gets into your truck? Does it, is no, 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 no. Oh yeah, we do. We do sort our own mail. So okay. what I mean by that is that the DPS, which is like your letter mail, Mm-hmm. And the FSS, which is like your magazines and like, you know, big flats type of stuff. Yeah. Um, those come pre-sorted for you from the distribution centers. Okay. Those giant machines like put everything in order for you. Yeah. So the only mail that you sort in the office in your in your case are like your residual mail. So things 
like mail that came out of order in another route or your own route like that the machine missed okay for some reason because you know machines aren't perfect either and sometimes they do miss stuff or you know handlers like the mail handlers or clerks miss up stuff too so you're gonna have to like case up your mail and then you correlate as you go and you, and you move on so and then you obviously organize your truck however you want to organize it because every route although it's you know textbook a b c or one two three four five six you might know that your fourth shelf has more packages than anybody else because for some reason they just like to, or you're you're one of that yeah <laughs> you, you'll have like two bins worth of packages i'll just like okay so you're gonna take up all this shelf. so you're gonna organize the way you do and sometimes you do the route differently like i do routes differently than other people just by my own mind so you know you, you organize it the way you do so sometimes you're gonna get mail out of order and you don't walk backwards you always walk forward so shy, but you're saying machines make mistakes, but AI is gonna like take over everything, and we're no, <laughs> people won't have to be involved in jobs anymore at all, oh, right? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, does it work that way, people? Yeah, this is like. So the, I work for a very large IT company, very large, and they had like this new product where it's supposed to be 100% uptime, right? And I'm just like, mm -hmm. first of all, it, that's literally impossible. You can't have 100% uptime for fucking anything. For you to say that is dumb as shit. And I can't stand that somebody on the sales side convinced people in the higher ups to like, that this is a good idea. Because I'm like, humans write the code. This is what people don't understand. Humans write the code. Humans are fallible creatures. We mess up all the time. And so if we write code that is also messed up, then it's going to have the machines going to be messed up too. So it's like, I mean, unless AI, AI can write AI, you know, which eventually yeah. they'll probably get there, but uh, kind of scary. Yeah, okay. but we're we're not there yet. <laughs> so. Machine, the machine makes the machine, right? Yeah. yeah. Once that happens, you, you, you we got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> that will happen. Well, You're talking about mail, four out times. mail comes out of order because you know just things happen. Sometimes like the advertisements that are supposed to be funneled into the, like the letter mail, just you know, it's too thin. That the machine couldn't catch it or it just came too late so you know there's multiple variables to why something doesn't come out of order so like in the morning my process is i come in the morning i check my truck go in i get my residual mail which is all the extra stuff that i still got case i go to my case and i case all the messed up mail in order i grab my uh parcels that want like the, the chunkies like the small parcels that can fit in there band it up by however they are whether it be a loop or a mounted part or whatever put it all nice and neat grab my fss which are like all your flats and stuff if i could sneak it in i'll case it in there myself because even though we're not supposed to do that it just makes saves time so pull all that in the truck get all my letters put on the truck get out get all my oh sorry gather everything to a bin grab all my parcels gather it up into a bin and load it and then i'm off usually that takes about an hour and a half now if there were no machines doing that for us that would like we would be doing that for like four hours wow. based on the type of volume that we get a mail now and it's not even as much mail as it was before like mail is an all-time low as far as dpa like letters we're making up the differences through amazon yeah and yeah. parcel and ups yeah. and uh yeah stuff like that well you're doing so, like the last i think it's called last mile right so we're it? last mile for ups yeah. yeah 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 except we can't except we can't get anything that's over like oversized mm -hmm. like 70 pounds or over if we get one of those, we send it back. Like, yeah, well, we can't yeah, carry that. You guys aren't designed yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you guys, because no. you guys don't have hand trucks. Your trucks are very small. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, we do, we do have big trucks though that can yeah. do that, but not every op office is equipped with something like that, nor have people that can drive something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That just, you know, that's what it is. But yeah. Dan, you had a, yeah, I thought you're thinking intently. Oh, your audio's mute. off. You're, mute. you're totally mute. muted. Yeah. Audio. I can is see there it. Needs? 
you're deaf you're muted like on your actual yeah just click the button yeah yeah there we go <laughs> Okay. Are, you, are you picking up? Are you picking up echo at all? Uh, I am not. Are you, you guys? You won't know now because it's been muted for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so my headphones keep turning off. So I'm just done with them. You put through, um, through the speakers. Hmm? You going through the speakers? No. Yeah, it's over there now. Okay. Yeah. That was it. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't echoing back. Oh, too. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I thought you had some like poignant thing to say. Yeah, no. <laughs> usually not this very moment but. yeah no I, I, I that's a really I, I like that that breakdown of like how your basic how job works. works yeah because most people don't understand I used to work for uh, UPS way back in the day I was just, I was, uh, a, one of those. I, was yeah. I was a loader so you know we, yeah we do we do UPS on Sunday that's what we do on Sundays like we're UPS FedEx drivers on Sundays oh okay I was wondering why I kept so getting like mail from the USPS yeah. on Sundays like you guys don't normally do that but well, we have started. The, the postal service has been delivering on Sundays for decades. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, we just don't deliver letter mail ah, on Sundays. Okay, okay. So back in the day, though, before Amazon, Amazon's a recent thing. Before Amazon was just UPS, like SurePost. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that bad. Um, before that was just Express Mail. So Express Mail is probably the most important parcel that we'll ever get in our hands. That's like mail that we literally. I take it from the customer. I sign for it. I give it the next person I give it to is going to sign for it and it's keep going until literally it's dropped off to the other person. It's supposed to be like, like the next day. Yeah. So someone's literally attached to that thing, the entire process. Nice. Um, so those will get delivered on Sundays. And then we started doing the last mile for UPS, like before, after that. So we started getting more deliveries on Sundays and then Amazon all popped out. And then now it's like, yeah, we're FedEx UPS drivers on Sundays. I'm going with up to Amazon, all that kind of stuff. Well, actually UPS doesn't work Sundays. Yeah, yeah. I think Amazon really changed the game as far as like all, you know, like packaging, you know, mail deliveries go. Because it's just yep. like they became. I remember when they were when they first came out, and they were just doing books. And I was like, they're just a book company for like mainly college kids. And I never went to college, so I was like, I didn't have a, a use for them except for like. Don't worry, you didn't miss out on anything. What's up? Don't worry, you didn't miss out on anything. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think I bought a couple of like IT books from them back in okay. the day because you know I, I never went to college, but obviously I have certificates and shit hmm. um but yeah and then to see them like go from that to like this behemoth in in the world i was just like i never would have called that ever back in the day and no. the fact that um the way that they're working their workers are it's really messed up but they're they're the way that they're working it's not designed for people i think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get to this whole like automated thing which i get but it's like you still have human beings working for you so like treat them like human beings in the meantime, you know, it's like, I understand like your end goal, but I mean, you can't keep having these people like shitting in boxes and bags while they're delivering, you know, packages for people. I'm just like, that's inhumane, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have, to have, the, we have to have the the same argument for meatpacking plants too. So, I mean, there's, there's yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I've seen some of those too. It's just as bad. So it's, it's anytime, anytime a service or a production gets to the point where it's that big, it stops being concerned with the people and just the bottom line, it gets, it gets ridiculous. See, that's the one thing that's good about the post office. I, I'm yeah. not trying to segue this, but the union is very strong there. Yeah. Very, very strong there. Even with my situation I'm currently going through, the union has my back um, 100%. And it's, it's, it's literally, if I was in the position I am right now, I, I, like I said, if this, is, if this was me five years earlier or five years later, I'd stick it through. But at the point of my life right now, when my kids are small, I don't want to miss that. Uh, I, mean, I, would, I, would, 
Seriously. I don't want to trade my pension. I'll, I will trade the pension that it comes with, the benefits that it comes with, just for those five years of their lives. Yeah, I dude, I totally get that. Like I used to be a a contractor in Iraq, and mm-hmm. I was gone for a. I was making bank, but uh, oh hell yeah, dude! Contractor yeah, money. Yeah, I, I, they offered me so much money to stay. It was like absurd, and I was like, man, I just need you know just a couple tax months. Free? Well, it's not tax free. That's that's. A oh, it's not option. what no, I thought it was. Not, it's not tax free. You get uh there you have there's two options. Sorry, this is like a weird segue. Anybody that's thinking about My being bad. a contractor overseas, like in you know war zone or whatever? If you're a civilian, you want to go work Mercenaries. for. Yeah. Well, I wasn't a mercenary. Unless you call me like an IT mercenary. Yeah. People don't get it. People don't get it. (laughs) But um, basically, uh, by the time I left, it was was, uh, $95,000 tax deductible or tax free, meaning that uh, you either didn't pay taxes on the first $95,000 or you paid normal taxes. And at the end of the year, when you do your taxes, you wrote off $95,000. The smart way to do do it is yeah. to write off the $95,000 because what happens is if you go overseas, you have to be gone out of the United States for like 335 days. And if you come back early and you didn't pay the first $95,000 in your taxes, um, then you're fucked. Like, for yeah, real. Yeah. Like, you owe so many, so much in taxes. That's how people get stuck in that loop of going back to Iraq. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's only up to 95. It might have changed like a little bit higher, but it's definitely not tax free. Mm-hmm. You're, you're basically oh, like an expat. Lows. No, but it's. It was- even like the the tax deduction is huge. I got pe- yeah. for one year in Iraq. I got pe- I got back forty four thousand dollars in taxes. So nice. Yeah. Okay. It was still it was still wage theft. Yes, it's yeah. This is extreme wage theft because we talking about it before. Yeah, yeah. I got I was getting paid at, at the time a uh, quarter of a million dollars, and they paid Oof. for my slot. They paid anywhere between one point two and one point six million dollars. So it's wage theft. Nice. But yeah, that's just a quarter million yeah. dollars. So. You know, yeah. to us at those times, right? When when you got it, it, it had been that was an amazing amount of money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reminiscing. I'm, I'm working back. And we're, not talking about, and we're not talking about like that was the contract for you and like three people. No, just me. That was literally just your contract. Yeah. So. Yep. And it frustrates paid, me. And when I got no paid, and when I when I got offered like to stay, they were offering me. I think it was like it was four hundred eighty thousand dollars to stay. That was like their their hook. I was like, we give you forty to stay, and I was like, oh, I want to see my daughter for you know at least three months. I'm like, oh, we can give you two, and I was like, nope. And then I got laid off four months later. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's all good. So you get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get it. <laughs> Enjoy the time with your kids. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so, so what, what are your hours like now? I guess oh, what I want to ask because obviously. Okay, so I'm living the CCA life. CCA life. So the bottom bottom of the barrel type of life. Um, so I'm at their beckoning. I don't know when my days off are. I mean, this could range from, you know, office to office. Like it could, it could be different, but for right now, or since, the, since I've been there, I don't know what my days off are. I, I just presume that, okay, after the 12th day or 10th day, I'm going to be off Holy shit. in a row. Yeah. Cause I work Sundays. Remember that. So yeah. our weeks start on Saturday. So that's when a week starts and it ends on Friday. So I will, when I started, I, you know, I just, one day I'll get a phone call and be like, Hey, don't come to work. And then that's it. So I don't have like anything to look forward to. It was literally just oh, on the beckoning of them. So come in every day, eight o'clock, seven thirty, whatever it is they tell you, until they say don't come in. It's only been recently when they were like, okay, you're you're having scheduled time off. But when I see it, it's like you count the days between when you last day off is. It's like eight, nine days. Whoa. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like I, and I work from so a CCA life. Like you're you're, if you're knowledgeable about what you're doing, you're actually proficient at it. Like you'll come in, 
And on to the benefit and I guess you would say it's, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess you would say. Like I am one of three CCAs now in my office. I'm the senior one. Um if I literally just hang on for like less than a year, I'll probably make a regular and this wouldn't be in my life anymore. That life would be ten times easier. But right now I'm the senior CCA, so I know all twenty routes of my sub office to include 10, 15 routes in the main office and like 10 routes in our sister office. So I know a lot of routes. So they can literally plug me anywhere. It's good for me because it's not like I'm stressing when I'm on a new route. I know exactly where to go. I know where to park. I know where to slow down and relax, where to you know push myself when no, I'm cutting back on time or I need to speed up on time. Because um, it's always stressful doing a route the first time. And you know, working for UPS. So- Well, I'll, hold on. Working for UPS, I was just a. Oh yeah, you're loading. You're a loading. loader. Okay. So just yeah, but I, I I I can assume what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So when you're in a new route, you don't know where you're going. You don't know yeah. where to park. You don't know where to piss. All, all that of jazz. Yeah. So I know all the routes, and a lot of the carriers that are in, like real carriers that that they own routes themselves, they don't know all the routes. So they know yeah, like maybe own. one or two because they covered one once. So I'm actually knowledgeably valuable in that in that space because what can happen is th two people can call out. That are not covered so i'd come in go into that route split it up into four ways because four other people are going to take it wow. so this six this six hour route that normally takes six hours to do everyone gets an hour and a half or two hours if we're going to split into three or if you're going to split into two it's going to be you know split in half so i will normally go in knowing that i'm not split a route go in do a route split it up take an hour and a half or two hours from that route plus my route and then come back and help somebody else afterwards who's not making it back on time this is fucking fascinating. This is <laughs> this is CCA life. Any yeah. CCA can like will tell you like <laughs> that's right, our yeah. life. Like yeah. we come in when everybody else does, and we don't leave until everybody gets back. Wow. Um, okay. So I I'm a, obviously you work for a union. I'm assuming you're getting paid like some decent overtime for doing all this, right? Yeah, you get time and a half and B time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah, I know. you know, getting extra money is not gonna. It doesn't give you back time. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it doesn't give you back time. I don't care about money. Like yeah. I told him straight up, like if I'm if I'm working overtime, so is my daycare babysitters. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm delivering my, I'm delivering, <laughs> I'm dropping off my kids before I get here, and I gotta pick them up afterwards. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, don't say that. That's also my my personal curse because I run through the routes. Like normally, a route that will take somebody six hours, I'll knock it out in like five, because oh. I'm trying to get out of there. Yeah, this is like the um, what was the book I was reading? Uh, a world without email. Um, I was reading. This is, it's a really great book when it comes to like when people uh, expect things from yeah. you when you keep doing it over and over again. So, what happens is, is if if you're a, a worker that is a really great worker, and you get like you were just saying, you get the things done faster than others. They always assume that that's what you're gonna do, and so it just exactly. keeps stacking more and more yeah. work upon you. And it's just like it's a never-ending vortex that sucks. You have to find like that that middle that ground line. yeah but yeah, so if you're already that was me in the line, beginning. yeah <laughs> that was me in the beginning like actually for a whole year that was me until the regulars started getting pissed at me yeah because you make them look like, bad <laughs> yeah so you make them look like hey shy you're gonna be on this route today yo it only takes four and a half hours it's a six hour route on four and a half don't come back before five and a half hours my guy <laughs> so like this route that's, that's kick i love it it's like my favorite route now like every like 20 minutes i'll just like sit there for like 10 minutes wow <laughs> go on yeah. so like 
which was cool. But in my mind, I'm like, I, I just want to get out of here. Yeah. I just want to go home. I need to go care of my kids. And um, even though I tell them that, I'm like, hey, look, I'm on a babysitter that I pulled last minute because you called me in. Hey, this one's not cheap and she's far away. So I need to like leave at this time. And sometimes I'll do that. They'll let me go in a decent time or I won't have to help anybody. But other times they're like, I'm sorry. You need Here's to help this person. Yeah, I'm like, mm. so after like, like a year of that, yeah. takes back to takes me back to like the the phrase, the old like saying, right, where you say uh, the only reward for hard work, it's more hard work, more hard work, more hard work. Yeah. <laughs> more hard work. So, yeah, that's those are my hours, man. And like, I didn't know when my days off are. Like, it's what kind of sucks. So you mentioned um, I'm going to segue a little bit into some of the the history stuff. So you've mentioned like eight to ten sometimes 12 days worth of like steady consecutive hard work. Right. Yeah. So it, for some reason, those numbers clicked and I remember, so while re reading this book, those are the same number of days that dudes would work the RPO. Do you know what the RPO was? Mm -mm. So it was the railroad post office. So okay. back when railways kind of really first finally started becoming a part of the post office, they they figured out this really cool trick because what would happen prior to this trick they figured out was you would have to just ship all the mail down the line to the next like sorting center. Mm -hmm. And even if the mail that was delivered to this next sorting center was to continue down the line to the next one, it would have to get sorted again. So they'd have to keep sorting and keep sorting. And it was taking longer and longer to deliver the mail to the far end. Like we're talking about like Western expansion and stuff for the United States, right? Um, so what they figured out was, well, what if on the way between these major distribution centers, we put a mail off, mail po a post office on the train and had the people sorting the mail on the train to decide exactly the next station, what mail needed to get on, what mail needed to get off, right? So they would get on at their home station and ride the train out for five, six, seven days, sorting mail, dropping off mail at the next station, hooking up mail from the station to go to the next one and sorting it constantly. Wow. They had to like memorize these charts do all this really weird, crazy math because sometimes it would be faster rather than carrying, even though it needed to go down the line, it would be faster to send it back down the line because the next return bag would be faster. They had to know all of these charts. So they would be on, on the train for like eight to 10 days out and back to their home station, but they would then get like a week off. They just spend a week spending time with their family doing their whole thing and be like, Oh, time for me to go catch the next train. And they'd be gone again for like a week and a half, two weeks. Just kind of that number for some reason, clicking was like nine, eight, eight to ten days. It's like the same amount of time they'd spend. But if we're talking about like Wild West. We're talking about yeah, like yeah. harsh conditions, like yeah. tough, tough work. The post office didn't really get comfortable to work for until like the seventies when the strike happened. I think that's when it was. Yeah. That's when you started seeing you know real benefits to perks to working in a post office. And uh, don't get me wrong, the perks are great. Um, even for me right now, when I don't have it full. But that's what I'm saying. Like when I, if I were to become a regular, then my life would change. Like you get to choose your hours at that point. Like you don't work Sundays. Um, you, you could either be an eight hour carrier where you only work eight hours. You can do a sign on assignment where you only work your eight hours or like overtime, but just on my route, I'm not helping anybody else. Or I want the max hours, like what I'm doing. Yeah. Or you work when they need you to work. And usually the people on the max hours, like their kids are grown. They're not yeah. doing anything. They're making a hundred dollars an hour. So might as well. Um like, but for me, like I don't I don't get to choose that. I'm automatically maxed. 
Like, yeah. Because I'm I'm at the, I'm at where it is, and I get it. Like I'm not stupid. Like I totally understand. Um, that's the reason why I'm just like ah, oh, suck it up, suck it up. But you know when your when your kids are just nagging on you to not go to work, yeah. <laughs> come play, chill. Like then all of a sudden, especially like you, you guys both are Marines, so you guys you guys understand how it is to to be away. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and 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 you already done that time. Completely gone from it all. Yeah, yeah. you completely gone. You you understand what it's like to be away from your family and. And then that's what pissed me off when regular tell me like, "Hey, hey, you got." It. I'm like, "I already did my time. All right, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I already done this, yeah. man. I don't need. I already, I already put my time in the federal government. I don't need to like be at every beckoning call. I'm, I'm pulling my weight and yours. Yeah. <laughs> and that was where some of the math went in my head too, because I know I knew there was this idea that that federal service kind of carried over. So I kind of in my head assumed you could kind of skip some of that earliest crap. Yeah, stuff. you could buy your time back. But is that not the case? Like you don't get a no, chance I can. to say, I like, can start. I won't, I can't do it until I become a regular, but I can start the paperwork process um, now. Okay. So I would have to put in my paperwork to, um, you know, whoever is supposed to go, um, division headquarters. Um, and then they'll, you know, solidify that. Yeah. This is my time. This is my active time. This is my reserve time. This mm -hmm. is how much you spent, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you can buy back this much time. And the later I wait, so if I do this 20 years from now, the more expensive it's going to be for me to yeah. buy that time back. Yeah. So it's th that's why all the all the veterans are like, hey, Shai, I heard you're a vet. Do this now. Start this work now. Wow. Um, and then like, that way, when you're a regular, the paperwork's already ready. You just got to you know, pay your couple grand, and then boom, you get to retire early before everybody at the same amount of time. Hmm. So that's cool. That's not keeping me. The, the one thing that kept me was, you know, pension. Just having another pension. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, the that's what they have the carrot and the stick problem. Like they they're giving you the wrong carrot, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you yeah. you need your time back. That's the carrot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and just accommodation for like real life concerns too. Like if if they're working a schedule with you and giving you a couple days off a week and letting you spend time with your family, that'd probably be enough. Yeah, that's it. And that was the thing for me specifically is that I never requested time off. Like ever the only the four times i requested time off was for my kids birthdays both of them for memorial day and because i wanted to get my first shot for COVID, and i didn't get any of it in fact i had to beg i didn't beg for the other ones after i didn't get it i was just like that kind of sucks can at least leave early no okay but uh COVID though i, I think because that was the last one i was like are you serious you don't want me to get the COVID, the COVID shot right now <laughs> i told you this a month and a half ago i was in the schedule like no we need you I'm like I'm not coming to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, you ha you got it already, right? So I mean, you didn't really need a shot. Yeah, I don't need a shot. Nobody. I mean, I did. I mean, might as well. <laughs> it, was a, it was a chance for me to get the day off. Yeah, it's fucking so, brutal, man. Like this is. I mean, for me, I've gotten to the point of like I, I I've reached like the for me the perfect like work life balance. I only work four days a week. Yeah. So and you know, ten hour days. I see my you know my kid. Uh, you know, obviously I work from home. So I, I see mm -hmm. your daily and, you know, on Thursday and Fridays, it's like, it's just me and her and I that's get to take her to school, pick her lovely. up. It's fucking great. You know, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's but like, life. yeah, but getting to there, you know, you have to put in your time, but the spot you're at from your perspective, you already, you've already put in your time, you know, mm -hmm. so that, so I'm with you, man. It's like you put in yeah. your time to like doing shit work, even though your work isn't really yeah. shit, but you're not getting your actual like work life yeah. balance right. <laughs> All I wanted was a every other week, at least, you know, maybe every three weeks, give me two days off. 
Yeah. I wasn't asking for much. Yeah, two uh, days. Literally, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm surprised that your union isn't like helping you out with that. Like the like... union's doing as much as they can for CCAs because of the retention rate that they have for us. Yeah. The the retention rate for new carriers coming in is twenty five to thirty percent. Wow, that's abysmal. Jesus. Well, one because it's hard. So a lot of yeah. people that show up within the first in probation period, which is the first three months, they don't make it past probation. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of walking. It's a lot of carrying a lot of fit, people physically just can't do it. Hmm. So that's one reason why people leave. The other one would be the hours. Like you're overworking everybody. And then sometimes like some, some places to include my own, like CCAs will be CCAs for years, wow. six, seven years at the most I've seen. And like, in those seven years of time that you put in, you're not seeing any benefits. Your time doesn't count towards retirement, all that kind of thing, nothing. And that, 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 that finally changed this year. Finally, that at two years, you start to see that you're not, you're not a regular guaranteed yet unless the office has openings, but like you at least accrue benefits at that point, your time yeah. does start. So the union has been, you know, trying to do that because they're trying to figure out ways to keep like to keep the retention rates because it's actually hard because every time you bring in new people, it's like, you got to retrain them. You got to do all that kind of stuff. Um, me personally, from a, you know someone who's who's run businesses before, you have like you're not hiring more people. You, you sh they should be hiring more people because it takes like so all these people. This one route right here. If we had three CCAs extra to help, you're paying all these people twenty seven dollars an hour, as opposed to making these regulars who've been here for a while do this same amount of work, making them work for seventy dollars an hour. One one person, one regular comes in for. One regular is worth three three CCAs, and wow. overtime. Just, just hire more CCAs, it'll, and it'll be easier for everybody. And that's and that's probably part of their logic too, their math too, is we don't have to worry about trying to keep them; we just keep hiring more. Yeah, no, but they're not hiring more. That's the problem. At least in my office. I guess as as you lose them, like we're not really yeah. working to retain people who are in the CCA category, so yeah. they can just drop off and we can get new ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. so this is where it comes into the um, part of the conversation that I want to talk about. When 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 uh, Papa Bear was first like, hey, let's talk about the post office, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm I'm for it. Like I I've done like research like before, like he even brought it up. I was like, I, I know about some of this stuff. I'm not an expert, but I was like, I, I understood there was like issues that happened with the post office in in 2006, um, that drastically kind of changed the course of the USPS. So um, I'm gonna talk about the uh, is a congressional law it was called the postal accountability and enhancement act of 2006 and for some reason congress decided to require that the post office pay um future retiree health benefits 10 years in advance 10 50. years in, was, it was it 50 it's 50 i thought it was 50 i could be okay if it's 50 that's even fucking worse i could, I could be wrong i could have swore it was some stupid amount that is like nearly impossible to achieve yeah so <laughs> It cost that cost alone. I think it was around twenty-one billion dollars for uh, an organization that does not run on a profit. They're not supposed to, obviously, because it's a government agency. We're not allowed to. Yeah, which is a problem. But we were prior to that. We were running on a profit, yeah. not by choice. It's just because we were doing well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because we weren't. Yeah. And then I think I think that's. I mean, me personally, I can only speculate, and a lot of people speculate. It's just oh, snaps. We have a government entity who's funding themselves, making some serious money. How do we get that money into the federal hands? Yeah, and, and that they got totally fucked. Um, but from what I've read, they got totally fucked by that by having to pay that much money up front. Um, where it's like, why would you ever pay? Because especially for that long, like, why would you ever pay that much money up front? 
Like for people that don't exist. Yeah. That's what you're paying for. Like it, it doesn't. I don't understand why you would because you would basically take a snapshot of who's alive right now, and then have like some weird calculation of like who who's going to survive in the future, pay all their benefits in, in advance, and it doesn't take into account um, if in the future health costs might go down, like healthcare costs might go down, and so it, it doesn't make any sense to me like why you would why you would do that. Um, so yeah, that's like one of the huge things of why the post office kind of got into some financial issues was because of that. Cause they, they took this huge financial hit that was basically unneeded. Um, and I think that's why you're seeing stuff of like them now, you know, ha- having CCAs doing all these routes. Cause to them, it's, it's more economical for them because obviously mm-hmm. if, if they, if, if they work three routes and quit, well, the USPS doesn't have to pay them benefits, you know? So yeah. no, no, for sure. Yeah, that, that's a good point to make up, and I thought of that for a very long time in the very beginning. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I'm just saying, like, from an actual, like, monetary standpoint, it's, pr- it's probably factual. Business-wise, yeah. Up. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. fucked up. It is fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> so so that would only apply to those who've made it to, like, the regular position, right? Those who are guaranteed a job and are kind of, like, in a more protected category by the union, basically? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're CCs are still protected. We still have... You know, we're, we get, we get, we pay into dues. They watch out for us. So the union has my back. Like I said, that I, I can speak nothing ill about the union. They've done nothing but do great things for us. And they continue to do so. Uh, it just takes time with trying to progress with things that are, are being thrown their way, especially with this act that happened out of nowhere. And now you have, you know, the leadership trying to do things differently to kind of save money because they have to. They're really kind of put their hands around a bind. So I, I get it. Um, but the one the one thing I want to hop on harp on that when you since you brought up that is that we're not allowed to innovate either. Yeah. That's how how do you grow a business if you can't innovate? We're we're still controlled by government law because we're still a federal entity. We're just not funded by taxpayer money, so we have to run ourselves through budgeting through however way we can make money, but through dinosaur type of operations, and we can't dive into the twenty first century because we're not allowed to innovate. So I, I really want to, and it's a perfect segue, but I, I don't want to like leave behind the, the topic that, you know, Cronus brought up talking about um, this decision to need to pay forward the medical benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have more to say on that before I, I do want to take that thread and kind of like pull it forward into, into something talking about innovation and talking about how, how the post office like, should be doing new things but can't yeah yeah, yeah. R- run with that because I, I know that i mean if you, if you just look at the, the you know the post office just like if you're a person listening to this podcast and you have n- no idea about the post office up until listening to this podcast very informative so far i think um <laughs> just look at like think about when you were a kid what did the postal truck look like think about right now what does a postal truck look like it's the same truck. death traps, man. Yeah, it, no yeah. hot ice cream. <laughs> yeah. They're making new ones. I know that, but it's gonna take probably years uh, for them to get rolled out. I saw a new one. Yeah, they by look, the way, I, I like the way they look. I mean, they they cool. carry shit. It has AC. Yeah. Oh, wait, the the ones right now don't have AC. No, there's no AC. There's what heaters. The there's no AC. Wow. It's, when it's 120 degrees outside, it feels good to walk outside at 120 degrees because it's it's about 130 inside one of those things. <sighs> inside your it's little a tin truck. It's a tin Jeep. What what year did they make that Jeep? It had to be like before like the 1950s then, right? The actual it's a Jeep. Design? Yeah, it's a you know, it's, it's one of those semi, like uh Cold War Jeeps that they just continue running with. Jesus. All right. Anyway, go ahead run with the the rest of it. I blew up two of those by the way. <laughs> well, it's easy. <laughs> They're old as fuck. 
I'm sure they got fixed and put back on the line. Yeah. Yep. Are now Next, day. Next day. <laughs> they are simple to fix. They are that archaic. Yeah. So, so when the post office was originally created, right, the whole, the whole reason the government was willing to put money into it and they accept, like you said, that it's going to probably cost us more to run this thing um, than, than, it, than it makes was for information, right? So think about back, because the post office kind of started right as the country did. So there were, there were no roads. There's actually a huge conflict, and it's explained in this book too, which is really cool. Because the wording in the, the law that was passed, it says the federal government needs to establish a post office. It says establish the post office and postal routes to support the exchange of information. Oh, they had to build roads. So, so they're allowed to establish the routes to deliver the mail, but not the roads. Oh. <laughs> right? So, so there's no roads. And so they're trying to say the federal government was trying to tell the states like, hey, we need to build a road between these two cities so that we can deliver the mail. And the two states would be like, no, 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 that's not what it says. It says you can deliver the mail, but it doesn't say that you get to build the road. <laughs> so you just got to figure out how to get it here. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> how are we supposed to do that? Yeah. So, so they had to, you know, contract people and do some other stuff. They couldn't spend the money on it, but they had to like figure out how to get the mail there. But the whole goal, the reason they were willing to accept all of that pain in the ass was that they knew like that the exchange of information, that the knowledge exchange that would come along with having a good postal system at the time like a mail system because at the time too like the primary like 90 percent of the weight that the mail the post office carried was actually newspapers they were delivering newspapers from one city to another city to be distributed to people who wanted to subscribe to that newspaper yeah, uh, for, for free for free they were taking yeah. newspapers to other cities yeah. yeah and so so like it was this exchange of information that was the whole idea it was providing access for average citizens to be able to get access to the information in the news. Um, what's crazy is that at the time, because of the post office, say maybe, I, I can't tell you for sure the exact date, but say 50 or so years into this whole endeavor as America and the post office, literacy rates in the United States were e extremely higher than anywhere else in the world. And it was almost exclusively because of free access to newspapers and and mail and stuff that, that a lot of other countries didn't have. And it was these exchange of ideas and this concept of being able to get news from New York if you're living in Virginia. And it made the United States, the United States, instead of just a bunch of colonies, which they were very much were at the time. Um, so it made me think if we just extrapolate that concept forward to today and think, think if that was the goal, if the goal was the federal government was making a post office in order to support the free access to information for its citizens. Today, that means the post office should be ensuring free access to the internet for everybody, right? That's like, to me, in my head, where that exchange goes. Yeah, but That they, full, like, forward thinking thing of it. But they missed that train, obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there are plenty of people who don't have access to the internet. That's what Elon Musk is trying so to do. So are you now. saying? Oh, okay. I I, I get what you say now. So like, a possible way that the the post office could innovate right now would be to like, especially with rural routes, like in rural areas, like hey, this is a way. Just like they used to have the post office used to be a bank. Um, yeah. Which we'll, we'll talk about in in a minute, but yeah, I think if the if the USPS could like they could innovate in that way, like doing small things for especially in rural areas, the post office is like way different than 
how it is when you live in like a you know a suburban area or a city yeah you know it's not we live in a city things aren't important anymore you know what i mean because you have access to everything but when you live in fucking you know like idaho like 50 miles outside of a major city or more than that i love idaho yeah idaho Idaho's so beautiful (laughs) i've never been there well i know a friend a friend of mine lives there and he's he's a cool dude but I, Lake Coeur d'Alene, man. Lake Coeur d'Alene uh, is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's things where, like, where we have obvious issues that, you know, the post office could pick up the slack because they traditionally were kind of like flexible on some things. But, but now, if you're what you're saying is that they're they're st- they're stifling innovation, but for what? I mean, honestly, they need to innovate right now, especially with the deficit that they're in and the fact that the you know the the current postmaster general is kind of like, kind of being kind of weird about one they want. They're trying to push profits for the postal service, but it's like you should never have a. Pro- First of all, most places shouldn't have a profit. Okay, I, I talked about wage theft. I think in the last in in season one in the last episode. But anytime you're talking about corporate profits, it's wage theft. Okay, so yep. why not wrap that into the actual wages of your employees and actual um, R and D into making better products? And so when it comes to the postal service, use those things to pay you know better wages. Um, and to innovate to have better products that more people would buy into because the postal service, we haven't said it yet, but they, uh, they, all their money comes from us actually paying for like stamps and mailing shit. Like they get very little, if any federal dollars right now. Right. We don't any. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now now we've swung back yet. There are moments it ebbs and flows depending on how the post office is set up. But like right now, it's it's switched back to where it makes actually so much and like like Shai mentioned that it's actually just pushing that money back into the government um, yeah. to support you know loans from China. Yeah. So, <laughs> but not only that, like how how much ha- like when we raise stock prices, it has to be approved by Congress. Yeah. Not the not a board of trustees. Yeah, I mean, that's that, yeah, that's weird, and I think that when it, it, every time the the price of a stamp goes up, people complain. I'm like, can you imagine paying? I, I don't even know what the price of a stamp is right now. What is it? You, you let me know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't sell them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it's around fifty cents, maybe. I, yeah, I like a forever stamp. Yeah. Yeah, but imagine like sitting, giving a letter to somebody, a piece of paper, and then getting it anywhere in the country for fifty cents. Like people don't think That's about nothing. it like that. That's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. And the fact that, you know, this organization makes their money purely off of you paying to ship it without really running a profit, it's like, it's amazing to me that this still occurs to this day. The parcels are saving grace right now. Yeah, that's what's, the, what's weird is that, so the, the math for a really long time didn't work out either because the mail would deliver deliver a letter and so like they had to fix it and that was parts of the the way we get to the numbers you're kind of talking about now whereas by by comparison to dollars today 50 cents is no big deal so when you're talking about penny post delivery for that 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 would not have been a thing when it first started it actually cost less to ship an entire barrel of corn somewhere than it did to cost (laughs) a single letter when we first kind of were getting the system sorted out uh because it, it, it has to be offset. It was easier to ship that because you were doing it, you know, uh, and gaining a huge profit on the far end of it. But then it, it was also the rural system, like you mentioned, it was easier to deliver letters internal to cities or between two cities than it would be to get one far outside of the city. So then a universal single stamp cost, a lot of people fought against because people in the city were like, 
it doesn't cost that much to deliver my letter across town. Why are you charging me the same as you're charging to get it out to the middle of nowhere? Make them pay more. But you know, the government's saying, no, everyone will have access at equal, equal rates to have delivery guaranteed. So you and the city have to pay a little more. Than, than the people in the rural and would have to in place, You're sharing it. We're sharing it, right? We're sharing that responsibility as a society. Yeah, we, yeah. It's the closest thing to communism in our federal government. <laughs> well, you have to watch our communism episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I mean, as, as far as equality, as far as for services, that's pretty much what I would say. Well, yeah. Like, oh, go ahead. Every person will have access to, to mail. The information. Yeah. 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 Every single person. So just for the Which record, the yeah. actual cost of a stamp right now is 55 cents. There you go. Nice. Close enough. Good job. Yeah. Well researched. Oh, uh, sure I, I, I guess I should have brought this up earlier. Um, most of our transporting from distribution center to dis- distribution center or from distribution center to uh, office is done by contractors, not post employees. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've seen like the, it has the, it says USPS on the side, but then it says contractor. Like no, a, those oh, are okay. our trucks. Those are, those are our trailers. The, those aren't our trucks. Okay. Like, you, hauling out there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we locally they're being delivered by postal employees. Yeah. But they're hauled from one place from one part of the country to the other by contractors. We don't even we don't have an air fleet either. We save a lot of money by not having our own air fleet. That is crazy. Well, we use it, uh, FedEx air I know everybody Hold on. You're to, saying you're saving a lot of money, job. but as a contractor, I'm I'm just gonna tell you you're not <laughs> Well see no but no no no. We are I'll saving money because we're not paying benefits for you. Yeah, I can't I, this is the see? whole fucking okay. This is why I can't stand. This is what people told me when I was a contract. Okay. I'll tell you as a contractor when I worked in Iraq. All right. People were like, they tried to convince me. They were Because I could I could do the same job as a contractor in Iraq as, a, as I was a Marine. Like 100% mm-hmm. I could have done it. Um, we're just taking a little bit more training. That's it. They were like, oh, this, the, the military is saving so much money off of, uh, you know, having contractors come in uh, rather than having a, a Marine do it. I'm like, they're like, they're saving money on benefits. Okay. What happens if I get shot in Iraq? Where am I going to go? To to my hospital. Yeah, same hospital. Fair. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Unless you want to contend that a single Marine has the um, the salary of one point two to one point six million dollars, I think that um, it's a you know. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think our contractors that are delivering mail from one spot to are getting paid what contractors. No, are see, you're missing the okay. You're missing the point. I, don't the point know, I, is, I get the concept where you're doing, but I'm just saying. No, 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 not like, no. What I'm saying, like the actual cost of money they're paying those contracting companies, not the actual person that's driving, is way okay. more than you that's think. Fair. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's, that's the problem fair. that I that's have. With, but they'll say, that's "Oh, fair. we're saving money on benefits." It's like, but the benefits part is not actually not that much money. It's it's not like they're probably well, paying for the post office is making us broke. Yeah, well, the what because they paid it all, a bunch of it up front. Because we have to pay years in advance for people. So imagine if yeah. we had those people drive from one spot to that's that's the only that's the only part that's contained to that, okay, to yeah. that thought with, process. Is with that rule in place, maybe yeah. yeah. But, but the, if they were to remove that, it would be different. Yeah, yeah. But even there's then, easy ways to do the math, right? That that make it look like you're saving money. Where you talk about the salaries, like you're talking about, where the contractor gets this much money, and then you say times this many contractors. But how much is the contract itself actually for? We don't yeah. talk about that number. Let's not talk about that number. Let's just talk about differences in paying individuals. So that way the people get less money, but the, the contract probably is still excessively beyond what it would be to, yeah, to charge. It, it's insane how bad this gets sometimes. Yeah. That's what I like. That's, yeah. that's what I like to get into is because it's like people assume that, you know, the contractor, you know, person that's driving the truck 
only gets paid X amount of money. But the actual contract that is being paid is at least triple what he's yeah. getting paid. Well, yeah, it would have to be to be able yeah. to make that company function. Like it's it's a lot of people doesn't a lot of people forget overhead in general. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. Like uh, I'm a, I'm gonna bring it to Lego because that's what I that's that's I just want to <laughs> bring it. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. Why is Lego expensive? It's because one you pay for it, but two there's a lot of people behind that product. Yeah, that they have to pay for. Marketing to manufacturing to building all that kind of stuff. So design. same thing in, in design, Correct. you know, just everything. everything. So same land. same thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, now Legoland, <laughs> Lego, Lego, Lego bought it back. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, but same thing for any service. Like you, you think you're only paying for that contractor who's driving point A to point B, but you forget the person who's dispatching. You're forgetting the supervisors. You're forgetting like the boss of bosses. You you know go all the way to the top. Those people cost money, insurance, taxes, all that kind of stuff. All, all the yeah. rents for all the warehouses, blah, 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 blah. It goes exponentially high. So, yes, when you're paying for a contractor, their wage, plus and then some for the contract in, in general. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm disagreeing with you. That's all. And, it, and it's, no, so, so it's, not, it's not historically abnormal either, right? So the, the post office has constantly, especially when talking about innovation or, you know, whatever, they've, they've done this thing where, they push a new concept or they find a new concept and they bring it in. They figure out how they're going to use it um, and then either either take it over or figure out how to, if it's cheaper to have contractors do it. So there was Pony Express was one good example. Well, like Western Union and Wells Fargo were both other two examples of like Stagecoach and then Rapid Pony for just for Express to be able to augment their standard delivery capability to say like, we have a requirement, we have this thing we want to be able to provide. How can we get there? Super crazy historical thing. So we're talking 1851 uh, when they figured out the first Pony Express concept they wanted to do to be able to get from California, mm-hmm. get mail back and forth. They had, a, they had a writer team run the test before they even for sure, like before this contracting company even had the federal contract for sure. They, they, they said, we think we can do this. They, they bought the horses. They paid for the, the rider postings. So we're talking about $700,000 worth of investment in 1851. That's a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. To run this test, to, to have riders go from Sacramento across the Sierra Nevadas and all the way to Missouri in 10 days. Oh, hell no. <laughs> 10 days on horseback. They got there 14 hours before their scheduled time. Wow. That's nonstop. And there was a freak spring blizzard in the mountains. And the dude actually crossed the mountains faster than his scheduled time. (laughs) In a freak blizzard. Yeah, I can't imagine. These dudes were hard. Hard ass dudes. And so that's like... That's like a little bitch. That was the post office. That's Pony Express. That was dudes like trying some new thing out. And then post office was like, yeah, we'll take that. (laughs) Yeah. Having like, yeah, that, that, you just made me feel like a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, people don't understand. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, oh, well, you know, ten days isn't that long, blah blah. On a fucking horse, that is long as fuck. Like, I what? for me, riding a horse for like thirty minutes, it's. I feel like I got punched in the oh, my balls. Master. I just saw something. one guy. That's not one guy. That's not one guy. So that's it's split. post exchange, it's right? So you oh, go from here yeah. to the next post, and then the next dude takes over. Well, still, you hand off the mailbag, he goes. The guy's still riding for hours, probably like at least yeah. a trot, probably a run, you know. The guy that the guy that crossed the Sierra Nevadas was seventeen hours, and and his horse died 
and oh. he ran. He ran the last three hours. Holy oh hell no! But see, hey, that's back then though. Right? Yeah. They start running. They, got, they, they run for the lives back then. If you yeah. run, you're gonna yeah. die. Yeah, a bear's gonna eat some about, shit. <laughs> we're talking about dudes that meet the requirement where horse plus rider plus male can't be more than 185 pounds. Like like the guy and the male and the harnesses and everything can't be more than 185 pounds okay. on the horse because those horses have to be able to go as fast as possible. So they only can't. I mean, they only can't. The dude weighs like 120 pounds. Yeah. yeah. But no, but for real, but though, like, I mean, you know, you're running from Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> but still, if, you're if, that's, if he weighs 120 pounds, he's probably carrying at least, what, 50 pounds of uh, male running for three hours? Like, whoa. You this know? is um, this is express only. This is probably uh, so it's a small satchel that fits on the saddle. Like it's yeah, it's, it's a light amount. Of, I mean, still, it's I'm, very like, very. The important. same thing I was talking about right now. Like it's still the most important thing that we. Yes, do express is absolutely the most yeah. important. So it's it's financial documents, it's stock information, it's government messages, mm-hmm. uh, things that used to be what we call franked. So like you'd have the um, postmaster general or the postmaster at any particular post office could could frank a particular object and make it like more important, saying this is like important information uh yeah. those all things they go express you know how much we are like every time in the morning when when they we hear the person come in the office they're like express they yell it out loud we're like oh, i hope it's not me i hope it's not me i hope like, oh, they, shit. They, call, they call me like a shot you got three express like awesome oh, and then you look at where it's at i'm like oh of course it's at the very end <laughs> so, get there get there now hey uh, but you, now, now you can, well, I mean, for, for, for however long, how much longer that? <laughs> I'll drive it there. You can think, like, at least I'm not riding a horse over to yeah, fucking Sierra Nevada's for 10 hours. Yeah, you got a car. <laughs> I got first no world problems, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm used, I'm used to not having to run <laughs> for my life. Unless I'm in the hood, you know? <laughs> you know what yeah, I love is the, uh, the way that the post office has, like, their, uh, the boxes. What are they called? The, the ones where. UBM boxes? What are they? Right? UBM boxes. What is UBM boxes? What does that stand for? The acronym. I don't remember. Oh, Jesus Christ. Box mail, something universal box mail or something. Universal I don't know. I'm just mail. mixing this up. That sounds yeah. like it's a flat rate mailbox. That's the yeah. same thing, right? Flat rate boxes, yeah. basically. Right? Oh, you're talking about like when you're sending boxes. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like the mailboxes. No, 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 no. no okay. Like the, the actual like with the flat rate boxes. Yeah. I fucking love yeah, those. Flat things. rates. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I figured out a cool thing how to ship stuff, but. Yeah, I, the, I don't know how it's equitable to the post office, but I fucking love shipping things in those boxes where it's like, hey, it'll get there in you know, X amount of days. If it fits in there, it's it. you know. they work. But I see a lot of people aren't smart with it. Well, they probably ship bullshit that's light. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> a lot of people, you'd be surprised. Like, a lot of people aren't smart with it. The only people that really know how to use those things are people that ship a lot. Oh. So, and the thing is, like, what also hurts us too, is that, which kind of bothers me, is like, we will. If, if you're like an eBayer or, you know, one of those people that like to send stuff out, you can request boxes to no charge, I think. And we deliver yeah. to you at no charge. Boxes. Yep. That's time. That should be, <laughs> like, yeah. It's time. That's, new, and we get, but it's, it's a perk only. benefit. Well, that should be pick up so. only. Like, honestly, that's like an easy solution. It's like, listen, if you want a free box, fucking pick it up. <laughs> like, for real. I, I, would, I would accept that we maybe, like, open that up during COVID. Like, hey, look, we'll bring you the box. Yeah. For COVID, yeah. right? For, COVID, for an yeah. outbreak like this, but but normal normal situation, no, you take you take your ass to the post office. Yeah, exactly. post office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. I, don't, I don't think we had COVID, right? <laughs> no, it, it's definitely ex- existed yeah. before that. It just so you know what? It, it makes me think if we're if we're willing to say 
that the post office is required to deliver boxes to people who are probably shipping out packages to make money, most likely, that we've we've accepted a transition of priority for the post office from supporting the free exchange of information to supporting free exchange like commerce. Yeah. Yeah. And because both, a lot of our business, a lot of our business as far as uh, DPS and FSS mail and uh, the mail that you get on Tuesdays with those advertisements are all advertisements. You look at your mail today, how much of it do you just throw away? A lot. A lot of it. So when you look uh, at your mail next time. To clarify, it, I recycle it all. <laughs> well, you <laughs> hope so. Well, you know what's funny is so that most of the stuff that recycled so. doesn't even get recycled, but that's a different no, podcast. <laughs> plastic yeah. paper paper can all get recycled plastic is a pain in the ass yeah, mm, yeah. um okay <laughs> disagree i did topic yeah. for i do disagree we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> it should you're right well what i was saying <laughs> next time you go to, so tomorrow tomorrow morning tomorrow afternoon or evening whenever you touch your post your post box um or your mailbox look at the mail that you grab on the top right corner, if it says standard post, uh, standard uh, postal, like standard mail, ST, whatever abbreviation, ST, uh, STDs, standard mail, uh, postal, whatever it is, that's advertisement. You don't even have to open that. That's trash. How much of that are you like, do you throw away? Oh, a lot. I mean, yes, I'm saying, a lot. but a lot of people get a lot of BS mail and they don't know what it is. If it says UPS, uh, standard or standard postal, just toss it out. It's all advertisement. That's what it is. Know, What's I, interesting yeah. too, so if if things are still the same, and you may be able to tell, tell me this or not, but if things are still the same as they were once the rate like kind of layout got sorted out, that stuff costs them more than it costs a person to send the same exact like weight of a letter to another to a person at this, like the same distance because mm-hmm. it, they're trying to stop it from happening a little bit, but or at least charge more money to do so. Yeah. Remember though, we can't raise prices unless Congress says so, yeah. or allows it to. And the previous administration tried to make us not deliver to every climate place, which goes against everything. Yeah, that's we'll, we'll, we're getting there. We use the money there, okay. but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Um, Push back that said way. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm glad you said that about the standard mail our ads because I, I honestly I had no idea. And getting junk mail right now from from my household. Is, has been particularly difficult over the past year because literally all the parcels that we get in and all the mail, we literally have to sanitize. So like when we get it in, we literally, um, I, we, we spray disinfectant on it and wipe it off and then we open it. And like, no, I, and I know it's like 99% of the time, this shit is going to be like some nonsense about like refinance. And I'm just like, refinance your house. Yeah, refinance. Like, that's, that's going on right now. That's going on right now. Oh Every single God. letter. Refinance yeah. your house. Just like, dude, no. I just, I just refinanced and I'm still getting them. Um, and well, I didn't but, refinance. But did you know that now that you've paid one month of your mortgage, you could refinance for yeah. less. Exactly. There you go. I'm getting one of those. Yeah. It's, it's just so <laughs> annoying. One of those today. Yeah. I, there needs to be like a, like a do not call list for mail. You know what I mean? I like, stop sending me ads. Is. is there? Jesus Christ. There I is don't know how to, I don't know how they do that. <laughs> oh, there are houses and routes that I go through that I'll never get out of heaven. Really? I don't know how they do that. I gotta figure that but out. But there are some that do that. They're rare. I thought I thought we were about to just get the golden nugget of this whole episode. Oh, you yeah. You were no, going to no, explain I, that I, to I, us, I, and I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, for real. Dude, I get assassinated. <laughs> Bro, I, I would pay yearly. <laughs> yearly. Yeah. That's innovation for you. Listen, post office, if it doesn't exist, 
I will pay you to not get ads anymore in my mail. Like nothing. I don't want to get the super saver fucking bullshit. I don't want to get um you refinance. I don't want to get you know here's a credit card. None of that. I'll pay you. You know who likes that penny saver stuff? Old people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look forward to that every Tuesday. I'll I'll accidentally not have one because for some reason the machine just lost it or whatever, and they will literally run down the street to ask for it. Wow, really? And I'm like. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, it is hot. <laughs> yeah. But what yeah, was they're... it that they were coming after? I was oh, trying to search for how to figure this thing out. The super the saver ads. Oh. oh, so we call it Advo advertisements. So you get them on Tuesdays. That little pamphlet worth of advertisements. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it cha- it changes. It, it, you know, the weight of it changes from you know place to place. Like some, I, I can already tell the more upscale neighborhoods it's thinner because they don't use it and the the less the more denser populations of low income they're thicker hmm. it's just interesting but then it also trades like you Definitely. you'll get like other businesses do it through like the letter mail so they'll get more letter mail of advertisements versus the penny saver type of feel it's it's really interesting that is really interesting yeah because the advertisements are they pay not across country they pay towards demographic and location I can almost guarantee you, this is a thought experiment. I don't know if it's going to be true, but I'm pretty sure it's true. If you looked at redlining districts, that the redlined districts would have the Even more what? ads than the ones that were not redlined. Oh, yep. Sorry, Shy, do you know what redlined districts are? I, I have an idea, but okay. if, you want to spec, if you want to inform me, go for it. So redlining districts in America is they were federally mandated places where only black people could live. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like, like, oh, yeah, all the neighborhoods in my area. That's pretty much where you are. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The, the, the areas that I live at, that I, live at I work at, are, aren't, aren't red lines. Okay. Um, yeah, not... Yeah, no, they weren't. They weren't. They're all predominantly one specific color for one long time. And then it kind of diverse. But before that mandate was... Before that law was taken away. Well, not law, but like process was taken away. Yeah, some fucked up shit. Or sorry. prevented. Yeah. All right, Papa Bear, you make any progress on uh, looking up how to do that? Because yes, it takes four dollars. steps, and it's gonna cost you two dollars. Really? Are you for real? Yeah. Okay, we so need to, we need to make this public. Are, yeah. <laughs> the four steps are: opt out of pre-screened credit cards and insurance officers. So you can call one eight 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 five opt out or visit opt out to prescreen.com and then that'll cut you out of all of the prescreen credit card and insurance officers offers. So that's one third of what you're getting. So then you can also tell the data and marketing associations to, to get out of there. So one is DMA choice. That one costs you $2 and it definitely blocks all of the marketing and database like mail delivery stuff, but it costs $2. There's apparently an alternative, but sometimes some slip through that one. The alternative to that is smaller companies um, and they maybe don't register. That's why. So then if, if uh, you're not registered with the one, then then they might be able to get through it. So uh, you can go to, there's a company called Valpac. Yeah. Um, I hate that. Yes. That's the one I always get. But if you just go to catalog choice, that's C A T A L O G C H O I C E.org catalogchoice.org. It's a free alternative to the other one, DMA choice, but sometimes things get through and you have to go through manually and unsubscribe from whatever your somehow your address is manually assigned to. Um, 
And then the fourth op option is then as you get specific mailings, you have to go through each one of those and like specifically personally unsubscribe to their mailing list. So those are the four steps that for sure get off of every freaking mailing there list. There you go. There's a gold nugget right there. Uh, there's an app called Paper Karma, um, which lets you take a picture of whatever unwanted mailing thing you get, and then it kind of attempts to process the unsubscribe for you. So that can help you work towards being able to get off those lists. What was that last one called? The app? Yeah. Uh, it's called Paper Karma. Okay. Yeah, and again, I have not done any of these things. I literally just searched it, went down a couple of the results that came up on Google, and was like, that one sounds like it's got a good kind of full list i read a couple and there you go this one that's seems like the most concise that. listing what was that? that that's an easy way to get out all that bs that's it i mean it's easy <laughs> so but i, I can yeah. almost guarantee you that the places that you're talking about that don't get junk mail like that is that they have a thing where their zip code they probably have some pre-approved like agreement with those companies that like, you will not deliver junk mail to these zip codes it's just not gonna happen oh no no it's not really really small zip codes with like four yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but uh, what I was referring to is that there are specific houses that never get it, and we we just see them like the this house never gets huh. mail, like yeah. junk mail. Maybe they did like the steps he's talking about. So. Yeah, no, probably there's there are not that many. There's I would count maybe in my entire zip code six. Wow. Well, I'm gonna be one of them uh, going forward. I'm just saying I'm, go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm doing these things. There you go. Take, take wonder... my roof and post off. It's all good. But then also, hold the only thing I'm curious about is how the opt out works because, like, I just bought this house a year ago, so then I get junk mail with the people who are the previous tenants, yeah, and the previous owner. Tell, and, like, are those tell people your on the list, or is the address on the list? Right, the address is on the list because sometimes that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, it will say uh, or current current owner. Or yeah, current then owner. I should be able to cut it. Yeah, yeah. So if you normally what I tell people is just tell your carrier that this name does not exist in your household. So what what I what I usually do it's been semi successful. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I draw a line out through the person's name and then I put it back in the mailbox. What yeah. do you just put a line through it? Yeah, and they right, take right, it. Just write something though, right? At least once or twice. Okay. Like like write does it, not live here. Does not live here because okay. when, when I see a line through it, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means that you, this person died. I don't I don't know if this person doesn't live here. This person is this it's, a wrong address? Like it's a it's a so we, we have to, we, it's we a sad face out. with the X out eyes. Oh, that's that, that, yeah. yeah. Well we that's have a, a we have a, a place, it's pretty morbid, um, where we have, you know, your return senders, uh, your in, your insufficient addresses, your no such no such numbers, whatever, and then we have deceased. Yep. And it's it's pretty common to get the deceased one, especially if you're going to like a delivering to a convalescent home. So like Damn. Yeah. So, like, if you, when you put a line through it, it's just just write why, and then when we start, or if you see your carrier, just let them know, like, hey, this person doesn't doesn't live here anymore, and then because they don't want to carry that mail, yeah. they'll just when it gets to the mail, they'll just take it out and they won't bring it to you. Okay. So learn. And, and the thing is, like, your regular knows your last name. Yeah. If they're a good regular, like, they know if I if I read a name and the address is wrong, I'll know. Okay, this person lives on one two one 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 blah blah blah. So I I used to have a regular, but now I don't think I do. It was, he was a cool Asian dude. And it's funny because... Oh, wait, it was Filipino? Yeah. No, he was like... I think it was like Chinese. So... Oh, Chinese, okay. Yeah, but... Usually they're Filipino. It was funny because like, <laughs> once I saw it, I was going to vote for Andrew Yang. Actually, I did mm -hmm. vote for Andrew I wrote him in. And I actually had like a sign <laughs> in front of my house with Andrew okay. Yang. And he, that's when he started saying hi to me. And I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> did, you, did you keep the Yang sign up? I kept it up. I kept it up for a long fucking time. But right now it's in front of my door. 
Um, Hold on, Shai's going to get a kick out of this. This is this is for both of us. And you brought up an alternative can- candidate for president, so I might as well grab it now. Nice. Is that Jorgensen? No. Is my Joe Jorgensen? Yeah, yeah. Figure. Nice. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Twitch graphics. Shout that out. Really so. cool. Yep. It's my Joe Jorgensen minifigure. Yeah. Yeah, so my postal carrier does not know who I vote for. Because <laughs> no one does. No. Uh, in retrospect. But we can see the party that you, information that you get. Yeah, I don't get it. There's fireworks right now. Like, really? Oh, What's that? that bothers me. Sorry, I live in the hood, man. Redlining. Yeah, no, I, I live... Well, I live in the hills, but my hills are close to... Close enough to the hood to where I can hear... Literally the other it was like a week ago, um, I heard like a flurry of fucking gunshots and there were obvious gunshots. And I was they like, what? Gunshots. I was like Yeah, and I couldn't go back to sleep and I was just like, I guess I'm just up now. So I got up, yep. I, I did some yoga, whatever. I'm a hippie, I guess. Um but yeah, it was in Oakland and I live in Hayward. I'm like, I'm 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 hearing gunshots from Oakland. <laughs> Those are big guns. <laughs> yeah. Well it was it was Hayward's just, on the other side of the bridge, right? Uh, of no, no, no. It's it's on it's on the same side. It's south of Oakland, south of Oakland. It's like two okay, cities okay. down. Okay. Um, are you from the Bay? No, my brother lives there. Oh, okay, so I'm there every now and then. Okay, so yeah, it's it's like two cities down from Oakland. But I was just like, and it was on International. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think I would hear gunshots from International, um, which is, it, it's not that far, but <laughs> still, I was just like, that's crazy. That I can hear that. Yeah. What the hell is shooting? Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was what like, the is, what the hell is shooting? It was so many shots. And my, you know, my girlfriend's sleeping like a baby, and I'm just like, fuck. We we <laughs> have experience enough with this. You wake up for gunshots. Yeah, yeah. You have to or, or mortar rounds coming and like the mortar it, rounds. Yeah, I hate I hate those sounds. And yeah, we had a we had like this stupid total. I mean, total marine segue here. We had this like safety brief, safety stand down thing today. Y'all, y'all can flash back to that for a second. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> during this, like I had to, I had to lead one of these discussions, and we talk about this uh, artillery simulator making, and it was making the sound like making the wrong sound. It wasn't making the whistling noise. It's supposed to make, and then the thump. Right? You guys are used to artillery simulators, right? Yeah, the yes. Whistle noise, and then thump. So you're like, while you're crawling on the ground nearby or firing your rifle, it it makes it feel like artillery might be landing nearby. Uh, and like, I'm reading this scenario to them and I'm like, none of you fuckers sitting here listening to me read this has actually <laughs> heard any of this shit like, coming, coming in at your, your, your site. I'm like, <sighs> that whistle of, though, bunch of young Marines, that whistle, that, that, the spiral. Oh, dude. Well, see, yeah. I, I'm artillery. Like that's, yeah. that's my, that's my love. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a cannoneer, but I'm calm, but like, dude, like, all of us. I love, I love, I love, I love that one five five going into the air because that means someone's gonna be damaged on the other end. But like, <laughs> but like, but being on the other end of that though, when yeah. you hear the mortar round, the rocket, like all that kind of jazz, you already know what you, that thing can do, and it's just like, where is it gonna land? And you oh just... yeah, all you hope is it's not near you. Exactly. Yeah, that's the um, best you can do. I saw my death coming when I went to Iraq for like the the second long term. Well, it's supposed to be long term. Um, I came back i don't know if i told this story on this yet but so i was second time back and it was in the vbc the victory base complex in, in iraq um in baghdad and we never got incoming fire well rarely got incoming fire like we we're at like i never got a, a when i was there for a year 
I never had to actually run for cover where I was at. Second day I came back. Um, after I got laid off, which I talked about earlier, I had to go back to Iraq because I was like, I, I got no job. I have a family. I have a mortgage. Let's go. So I go back. Two days later, um, the incoming sound siren goes off. I'm like, huh, you know, we've heard it before. No big deal. Yeah. Then in the background, you hear boom. It's like, ah, it's not fucking close. And then boom, like closer. And then bam, crazy oh. close. Fuck. All right, let's get up. We need to fuck. Because I was in a trailer. Head, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it had no, the trailer I was in had no uh, cover. So I was like, let's, <sighs> let's get to the to the data center, which wasn't far. Let's run there and get to like some cover. So as we're running, I'm looking up and I'm seeing incoming. And I'm like, and I saw one coming directly at us. I'm like, I'm fucking dead. Like, there's nothing I can do. I'm dead. And the um, CRAM saved my life. Like, really? I literally watched it get intercepted. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or the phalanx. Nice. System. Sorry. CRAM's on a ship. Phalanx is on land. So it was a phalanx system. Yeah. yeah. Saved my life. That's, nice. uh, man. And it got so, so daily. <laughs> like, complacency set in kind oh, of thing totally. with the mortars at our site that like we had bunkers and you could tell i could hear it i'd be like that's not in here <laughs> yeah. i'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. running for cover right now that's like, huh? that's like at least 300 yards that way but see, but see when you hear the explosion and you look down you're like i'm fine I'm still here good. yeah yeah i'm like all right well what's next what do we do now yeah the only time yeah. i really felt like i was gonna die like, like exactly how you felt right now when you saw it, wasn't because of a mortar round or a rocket. It was because our air officer thought it would be funny for an F-18 to do a flyby. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> like, we're like, this is right after we just got mortar attacked. Like, literally, like, a yeah. couple days later, we, we all, and this is like mine, we just made a cob out of nothing, so we don't have any cover. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing is sandbags and Hescos, if, if, if that. Yeah, and like, man, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll, we hear this loud, like, roar coming out of split nowhere nowhere and all of a sudden you see you you, you feel it you hear the roar of like oh we're all dead you, you just grub down and then you hear the whoosh and you just see the f-18 like go on its belly and fly upwards and then you see the 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 air officers cracking his he we beat his ass and yeah. they do a little wing, a little wing yeah, little so we knew it was a marine a marine pilot but we didn't give a crap that he was a captain yeah like, he got jumped <laughs> yeah, i mean honestly yeah why why would you do something like that you know well, I mean, he did it for morale purposes, and that's not morale. That's, that does funny. not build morality. No, hey, yeah. Whatever, staffing skills, <laughs> include myself. Yeah, we we jumped his ass into a porter shitter. <laughs> the similar sound and feeling, like so, right uh, right around when that complacency set in, where we could tell where exactly on the compound mortars might be coming in, without telling anybody. High Mars, do you guys, y'all know High Mars? Did you get a chance to be around High Mars? At yeah, all? Uh, screw High Mars. I'm gonna tell you, remember. <laughs> right so but, but they they set up they established a firing position on our freaking fob without and i had no idea had no idea what they were and so i'm walking from here to there and apparently fire mission goes and it's like right out of here it's like what the hell was that no notification no idea that the fires were good i was like okay i had to figure out later that that's what that was, was like wow i have never been nearby where that went off this was god 11 years ago so i mean I mean, artillery no longer exists for the Marine Corps now. Uh, yeah, because right? well, you were with. Three, I was with five fourteen three eleven for artillery. Artie's gone now too. I thought it was just yeah. Uh, Artie's uh, is disappear is disappearing too. I think so, well, some of them have shut down. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things. I mean, you know, Kill Chain, great book. Get faster. Yeah, it needs to be 
There needs to be different systems. So, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, it, is what it, is. it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shy, did you get a chance to read Kill Chain or no? No, I haven't yet. You should definitely Dude, like, I, I, that's, good. It's, on, it's on the list. Yeah, on throw, the list. throw that on the it's audiobook on the list. list cause... Yeah, it's on the list. It's, it's, it's literally for... in my audiobook list. I just nice. haven't, I haven't clicked it to actually. It's good, it. like, it's going to piss you off. It pisses all of us so, off. See, like, that's the thing. Like... I know it's going to piss me off. And that's, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, I try, I do my best not to get pissed off. <laughs> So like, I so, right now I'm a short like short temp like short temper and that's just gonna be like ah I freaking hate this. Here, hold on, I, I can make it better. All right, so listen to that book, and right after you listen mm-hmm. to that book, listen to Awaken Online. Okay. Seriously. Fine. Like, okay. Listen to it, then Awaken Online, you'll be fine. Like it's a okay. you know. I it's a good. Like, it's a good. We'll bring it back. Yeah, I have to like li- I listen to uh, some shitty. I'm uh, not shitty books, but books that are like about civil what rights like that that make me angry. What like those books that hurt, you're like, yeah. <sighs> and so I have to like refresh. And for me, they're like lit RPG books, and Awaken Online is like one of the best ones. So, oh, I, I'll just put on Twilight. <laughs> you put on Twilight, like the <laughs> bro, like you're gonna we, go we, we, on us. No, gonna be all sad. I read all. Of them. One of our wives sent us all four books. Oh, three books. Three I, books. I read about. I read them in uh, Iraq. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. I've there. Read all of them. Yeah. Just read them through. Yeah. I, hey, I'm I'm from Jacob. Well, I'm from yeah. Alice. What the, fuck, what the fuck are we talking about? You know what's crazy about that book? People are like, "Why did you read it?" I'm like, "Well, first, you know, I was, you know, I was in Iraq. I had nothing else to do besides work and work out because I was fat at the time." But the first book, <laughs> the, the first book was so terrible. Like the end part was so terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, and then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna keep going. Hey, I mean, it gets better, but you know, does it? Yeah, I mean, compared to the end of the first book, it gets kind of better. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, it's on a little thing. I mean, I, the, the fourth ter- one ended very saddening. It was, it was kind of. I thought the movies did it more justice than the movie than the books. I don't know. Sorry, I'm, why are we talking about Twilight, bro? You brought it up. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Went from slave bodies to well, delivery mail to slave bodies to now talking about Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to this weird ass random podcast. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> We just talk about uh, whatever. I mean, and we have a general central subject, and we float around it. All right, let's let's go back. That, or if you bring up the Marine Corps, we'll just automatically dive that way. That's what always happens on these podcasts. So hopefully, everybody understands. Listen to these by now. That um, it's two Marines that normally are on the podcast. Now, now you got three, so you're gonna get this yeah, even more. So we ended last season and started this season with three Marines on here going down some rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying I, I can go down so much. <laughs> yeah, we should. We need to do a podcast just about the Marine Corps. And like, why? I, yeah, like why I got out in the November. That'd be a great one because that's actually when uh, me and Papa Bear like virtually met. That was that was when we met, right? Because we never met in real yeah. life. It was just through uh, nope. drinking online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what perfect way to meet other Marines and to have alcohol yeah. be involved? It was it was a freaking <laughs> it was a long night. Yes, yes, it was. My girlfriend was not happy, but it's it's all good. It might be. I mean, so it might be a fun uh, thing we need to record late season two. Are we going to hit the birthday by season two? I no. don't think so. It might be like beginning of season three. Mm, yeah, season it might be season three. So we can record it <laughs> break. So uh, look forward to that. I think we'll have to record it early, though, or just have it be live. Yeah, we could we could definitely do that. So do a live see, one. Like what Marines are really like. Yeah. <laughs> so. Welcome to the hill. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get back to uh, the topic. Again. What are we talking about again? We're gonna. <laughs> well, you you brought up like the recent changes with the uh, with the postal service, 
and I want to bring yeah. up uh, Louis DeJoy, um, which to me is a very controversial figure. But while while I was doing some research, some of the shit that I thought was kind of controversial about him might not have been. Um, mm. But I'll bring up the most controversial thing is that he was a former CEO of X, uh, XPO. And I think it's wrong to have somebody that is a, literally a direct, direct competitor to the post office become the postmaster general to the post office. Like, yeah, I mean, you probably want somebody that had some sort of knowledge in, mm. you know, package delivery. But somebody that's in direct competition to the USPS that's literally taking away market share. I think that was probably the wrong move because it's not, you know, the, as we've said before, the USPS, it, it, it's not a company. It's not a business. They should not be running at a profit. Like if you have a profit, it's good, but your goal should not be running, a, running as a profit because it's not a business. It's a service. service. Yeah. It's a service. <laughs> but ultimately though, the, the dynamic that we hear from our from our leadership is that we are a business. Yeah, I, yeah, it should be a business, and we have to be making money. That mm. that's the way we're that's the way it's being fed uh, currently. So so I mean, like we, as we talked about it earlier, like the the goal is supposed to be, you know, free. I would say I wouldn't say free necessarily, but I w- I will say free, but affordable access to the information and the the service being provided um for for all of the citizens that's supposed to be the idea mm-hmm. um but i will i will say that um it's not a new concept that that particular scenario so uh what do you know benjamin franklin for i mean like mostly as a newspaper publisher sure like someone who wrote a lot of stuff um he was a player right or poor, poor what's, it, uh, <laughs> what's his name poor something's almanac Kite in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, anyways, so he was a a journalist and a publisher first. Owned a lot of newspapers. First postmaster general. Yep, we know that. At the time, while also making sure that the post office delivered all his newspapers for free. Ah, light bulb. Hot take. Right. So, I mean, it's not historically unheard of to ensure that. like you said, that that person who is running that organization for the government is someone who has like knowledge and understanding on it. Um, the guy that established the first um, like Western Union and then Far- Wells Fargo kind of were one company first, split into two separate things, and the guy that ran it when it was organized before they split and kicked him out uh, became the next postmaster general. So like he knew how to run those organizations. It's not uncommon i think probably because of the mindset like you mentioned like hey i already know how to do this but honestly most of the appointments to any of those positions have all been like political patronage like oh i'm now the republican president Uh, all the postmasters and all postmaster general are now republicans like i don't care who you are you're all fired that should not be and you are now all republicans right that's literally to the tune of 2400 and something employees fired all at once all replaced with new political party people. You're like, dude. It's funny too because the union, at least for the carriers, usually vote Democratic. Always. Interesting. Always. Yeah. Is that just a union in general thing, well, or is that? Oh, I mean, it's post office thing. That, yeah. that no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, generally is a union thing. I I work for the UPS union, um, and I'm not I'm I'm not a union guy traditionally. I I don't have high opinions of the unions, but. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, when I worked at U- UPS, the vast majority of people were Dem- Democrats, you know, yeah. or voted for Democrats. Yeah. I, and I wonder, too, if part of it, especially with the post office, isn't that there's this perception that the Democrats are the party that are for, like, bigger government and managing the government. So if you're a part of an organization that, uh, you know, if the growth of the government continues, our organization succeeds, they then would support that party. Um, while most people just don't realize that both parties are big government parties, just different kinds of big government. Well, yeah, they're big government parties, but I think the to me, as I think about it, the, what it comes down to is that the, the Democrats usually will um, generally help out more of the common person in like dealing with social issues and like really kind of spreading like social programs across, right? And so for me, unions kind of do sort of the same deal. You have to pay yeah. into it, you know, for their union dues, which is my main one of my main issues with unions. But they take the money that you give to them and they give you uh, a service to make your life better. And when it comes to Republicans, their whole thing is less government, pull yourself by pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And so, you know, it, they're kind of opposing views in my mind. But, anyway. but but so that's like the Republican story, right? That's what Republicans pretend to be. Yep. Yeah, yeah. While still like rarely lowering actual government involvement in things. It's just that they talk about different subjects that they want the government to be more involved in. And at no point is anybody ever reducing how much the government's actually involved in. No. Yeah. Every time they say like, you know, small government, it's like, when have you ever reduced the government? Like in my lifetime, the government has never been reduced ever. No. And I've been around for 41 fucking years. So, yeah. So yeah, I I think that there needs to be a shift change for that. Like honestly, I'm for a a gen like a smaller for some parts of the government to to be reduced. Um, I'm totally for that, but why are you lying to people? Oh, there you go. I got the seltzer. I was drinking a the truly lemonade earlier. Before yeah, I that's did. the one I got. No, I, I just didn't want to go all the way to the garage for one of the beers you sent me, unless we have a minute. I Do mean, wanna, I think we're... You want to take a break? So I, I can definitely use the bathroom. I can. U- I'm sorry. I can use the head. Yeah. There you go. I will go. I will go out this um, hatch, <laughs> and I will also use the head. All right. uh, but I, I can get a, a beer to go with the beers I've already drank. Shy, right. you good for taking a break? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go check out my kid. I can hear one of them crying. All right, cool. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect time. All right. All right, so we were talking about uh, Louis DeJoy and some of the changes recently with the post office, and Shai actually brought it up um, a little bit earlier about the additional load from the presidential election. So from your point of view, I guess, well, you've only been around for a year and a half, two years. So obviously you haven't been through an election before from the post office. No, but obviously you work with people that have, right? Because yeah, yeah. So what was what was the, their general opinion with this election cycle and having the mail-in ballots? Like the the, the, the pressure now was based on what you were seeing social media and through formal media, with you know the rigged election type of deal, blaming the post office for not delivering mail, like seeing seeing things you would see, which happened like five six years ago, 
bring it up now. We're like, wait, what? So, so we don't want to be held accountable. Hmm? Like, why are bringing up old shit? I'm just saying that people would hold us accountable for things that we had no like. That's not yeah. us. But um, the extra pressure this time was no mist. Like any anything political mail, like which which I brought up earlier, that the only time we'd ever walk back to deliver something that we missed would be a check or a parcel. But if it was political mail. You pass that house, you're delivering that. You're going back to that house. So a route that normally would take, and this is, you know, those like thin flats, those very thin yeah. political uh, vote for blah, 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 which most of the time never came pre-sorted for you. So we're sitting there in the morning going like this to all these things, and we wouldn't leave the office until like close to noon. Well, we'd be normally leaving like at eight, like nine o'clock. So we're already leaving two hours, two or three hours later. And then having to deliver all this BS. And it's not like a normal loop would normally take us 15 to 20 minutes. It would take us a good 30 to 40 minutes per loop based on how much thing, how much pieces of flats and letter mail we're delivering. Because it takes time like this. Yeah. I mean, you're going through it all, you know? So it just, the pressure of having to, do, to make sure we're not misdelivering political mail of all, of all things. Definitely, definitely put unneeded stress on everybody. I'm sure it's totally inappropriate, but I, I and you were like hitting a very, very important thing about the stress level that you have to deal with. But I can't help but see the like, yeah, this is all experience. <laughs> <laughs> all of us was like, oh, I just see that. I know. Something else going on. Hey, things are good, man. <laughs> I have strong hands. <laughs> the mail, the, the, hey, if the post office does nothing else for us, right, it makes sure that your fingers are strong. Yeah. That, they can go. get that them spots, lady. They can really get them good. spots, lady. My <laughs> <laughs> um, wife loves it. <laughs> That's where I was kind of going. At. <laughs> I think everybody's picking up what we're putting down now. Hopefully. Yeah. If, if you don't know what we're, what we're saying, you're probably too young. Stop listening right now. Or maybe you do listen more. Learn some shit. <laughs> Listen, if you're young and you made it through this far in this podcast about talking about the post office, you're a fucking hey. good human being. Hey. I'm just saying. Superstar, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Hey. Anyway. Oh, or maybe you're just listening to the podcast and have no idea what we're talking about right now. Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a possibility. So, maybe you're going to check it out on YouTube. <laughs> uh, there were some things that I was researching that. When I first heard about it, I thought it was true, but now I'm not really so sure. So when DeJoy became the Postmaster General, um, they removed a whole bunch of automated uh, mail sorting. Ah, orders. yes. I totally I forgot about all that BS. Yeah. So as I was doing my research, uh, it was controversial if this was true or not, if it was him or was already already in place that they were going to remove a bunch of them or if he just accelerated the timetable of when they're going to actually remove these automated speculation machines. Yeah, so can you, do you have any sort of opinion on that I, or I, any... We're, we were... So, oh, so at the same time while you guys are all hearing that, in the post office side internally, they were telling us to not cut back on overtime. <laughs> so work more. <laughs> no, it, yeah. So if you... See, this, this is where he, gotta, he kind of got himself to hot water. I don't think anybody noticed that. Um, he was telling his... his, his Postmasters um, cut back at overtime. So you know what that means? At this time, oh, no matter where you're at with your mail, you come back. Oh, okay. So cut. I, I, sorry, I thought you said um, 
have more overtime. I heard you. No, 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 no. Cut, cut back. back. No oh, overtime. Okay. That's, that's the same money on overtime. That's where we spend a lot of our money is overtime. Yeah. So if you're still out at this time, when overtime and B time will start at this time, you come back. And what does that do? We bring back mail yeah. to then deliver the next day. And then the next day. And then the next. See, see that rolling effect? It's... And then it got so bad that like the unions were like, yo, this is not good. You see people starting to take photos. Like, yo, what is this? Look at, look at the, look at, look at the state of this post office. You have mail that was supposed to be delivered. This is against the law. Like, we're withholding mail from the public because yes, you're wanting to save money. Like, wait, wait, <laughs> you're 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 killing the mission here, and now you're putting more work. And then, and then the political mail happened. And then, I'm like, okay, so you want us to bring back this too? Yeah. yeah, so that, a lot of people didn't see that part. I mean, maybe some some media fast kind of caught on to that based on you know inside inside knowledge. But for the most part, I was there was at least two weeks worth of mail that were like, "Hey, I'm behind." <laughs> yeah, that's well. It goes into like, uh, God damn it, forget the. Uh, I don't know about term. the machine thing. I, I do remember that. I just can't speculate the, uh, you know, why. I, I do know that a lot of the uh, the. The boxes, the, the drop-off boxes, they were going away predetermined before that, so that that could have been different. Okay, yeah, I mean, definitely don't. If, if you don't know about it, then don't comment. But yeah, the, I don't, I don't know. Things you comment on are still. I'm a Lance Cooley. Remember, I'm a Lance Cooley. <laughs> Lance Cooley don't know. But I'm the, no NCO here. The whole thing of, of cutting back on on overtime <clears> that, that's just going to increase your your whip. It's a work in progress. So if you can't catch up on on whip, then it just it it's basically like a um. Never it's like a that. snowball effect. Yeah, and oh, it's, yeah. Just, it's gonna if you can't catch up with your your current. Um, Fox, yeah. Yeah, if you can't catch up on your on your normal work and you keep adding in the same amount of work or more, then there's it literally becomes impossible for no. you to catch up on it, unless you hire no, more people, it's... which I, I don't think they were at the time because you're getting people that are. Quitting. Well, they were, yeah. but people are quitting right away because they can't handle all this craziness. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, yeah, that that's 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 terrible. Yeah. See, like, like, like the, the people that I showed up with, I was the last one that's still there. Really? At this time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, think about it now. Maybe there's like two staying, others. Got staying power. Yeah, but I'm over it, so. You're the last one. I'm going to be a part of the statistic, but for, not because of the workload, well, yeah, because of the workload, not because of what I've been through, just how, how unappreciativeness and me just being taken back over. I, I, I. A lot of my people, my friends, my family, my psycho, like psycho, my psychiatrists, my counselors, fellow Marines are like, you don't, my barber is like, you don't look right. What's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm just tired. You know, tired. When you, see, you yeah. know, when you see those, you, when you see the, the battle, battle heart warrior, yeah. and you see in their eyes and just like, you need a rest, bro. Yeah. That That's, that's the eyes that, that I'm showing off. It's just like, I come back from work, I'm dead. So, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're just telling me, oh, it's not healthy. You don't need to put yourself to this. It's not worth it. I'm like, okay. So that's just finally hitting me. No, I mean, it's good that you realize that, man. Like, yeah. if you've got to yeah. leave, leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not good for mental health. health. I had, as a Marine, I had mental health issues. And this is not good for it. <laughs> that was the thing. But, I don't know if you want me to get into that, which is the reason why I'm kind of upset about it, um, is that I, I told them, I forewarned them, like, hey, since I've been here, I haven't been seeing my, my psych. I haven't been seeing counselors. I haven't been, I've, I've had no ability to, you know, be around group or anything like that. Um, I, I need, I'm going to need some time soon because I ran out of meds. So if I'm short with you, full disclosure, these are my disabilities. 
just don't 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 pick the bear right now shout out to pop bear um <laughs> dude like i actually have that shirt so i have a green shirt that i wear in my camis and i wear it on fridays and it says don't poke <laughs> The bear. Don't poke the bear. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's the end of the week, and I think we all deal with it. We're all done with this stuff, right? right? After a week's worth of the stress that I have, like, don't bring up some new shit right now. Don't start a fire <laughs> with me on a fucking Friday and expect me to solve all of your world's problems for you who decided to bring this to me at 1500 on a fucking Friday. Like, yeah, don't. Yeah, fuck that. Don't. Uh, excuse me, sir. Um... <laughs> That's how it usually starts. <laughs> Like, oh. bro like no <laughs> figure it out or bring this back on monday so yeah exactly. that, we'll come back to it because i'm not i'm not doing that right now unfortunately i don't have that luxury because it's gonna come back to me next day yeah yeah so yeah. I, after that and then i'll just like and then when i had my mental breakdown two fridays ago and i got written up for my attendance after always being early 15 minutes every day that I show up and never calling out it's just i'm like you know what Wait, dude? hold on did i hear you wrong you got nope. written up for coming in early? So, uh, so I've only called out a few times in my life, and that's one because my dog died. Sorry. My dog died. I can't, I can't deal with sucks. this right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think another time because my son was sick, and I had I, I, this is COVID time. I can't take him anywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's the only two times I've called out. I show up to work 15 minutes early, just like any good Marine would, punctuality. Yeah. Always 15 minutes early. Never any, and never, I'm never late. I've requested four times off, never gotten them. I don't show up for work, but I called out properly through the procedures. I get spoken to about my attendance when I return. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. But see, this is a reflection off the leadership. Like, I'm not blaming the post office. I'm I'm, I'm more concerned about my leadership. And, like, if this is my leadership for the next semi-years. No. Like... For lack of better terms, I don't want to go postal anybody. So, like, yeah. like I really don't. Yeah. So, like, it's just not safe for me to be there, nor for the people around me. Was, so, in in my head, too, like, having been Marines, like, what, like, all of us have done this. Like, and I, I explain to people who are dealing with being at a shitty command, like, hey, look. That's why I got out. Just get get through the next six months, the next year or whatever. Yeah, go to your next unit. There's yeah. a pretty good chance. They're probably good. Because yeah. most of the Marine Corps is pretty freaking good. Yeah. But, like, you're at that crappy unit. You just expect to just move on. Like, hey, once I get through this, I go to the next place. It'll probably mm-hmm. be better. Like, post post office, that's where hard. you are. You yeah. you, you live there. Lose, like, this move. is my my home. There's yeah. no option for that. You're not going to move in two years or three years. You just got to deal with that crappy leadership yeah. forever. Exactly. But, you know, bringing up the Marine Corps, though, and I, I've explained it even even out loud. I, I said it out loud when I had a like, huge meltdown I you just, break down told, yeah. Told, yeah i told everybody off <laughs> to the point where the union's like oh dude we need this guy <laughs> we need to keep him we need to keep this dude because i never because at the post office for the, for the first time I, like i said before like i don't have any leadership like i'm not responsible for anybody that's what i enjoyed about it like to myself do job go home for the first time recently i exerted my my command presence the nco and me came out yeah, yeah hell yeah where, where i'm i'm speaking to 200 people instead of you know, I mean, well, I'm speaking like I'm speaking to 200 people instead of the 20, 30 people that's in a room. Yeah. Like, hey, listen up. Like that type of deal. You know what I mean? To the point, like, I literally told told my leadership off. I'm like, yo, you know policy is policy and, and you can challenge policy, right? That That's the only reason. Like, I'm doing. You're allowed to do that because if you don't challenge policy, 
Uh, we'd all be slaves right now still because yeah. only like three of you are white. So if we don't challenge <laughs> policy, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I even brought military back into it. I'm like, in the military, if, if procedure tells me to charge up this hill this way, but I'm in real life, charge up the hills and make me die, I'm not charging up that hill. <laughs> I'm going to go around. I'm fight them So like, you know, you, you got to be able to understand, like, if you want to implement this because your higher up says says so, okay, make us want to do it and see if it works or not and then fight for it if it doesn't and then challenge it. But th that wasn't happening. Like, you're implementing all... So I was just pretty much telling her off that your leadership sucks balls and this is what you need to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember what I was getting at. I was getting, I was getting really upset. <laughs> no, dude, it's no, good. It's I, <laughs> oh, there we go. I get it. I get it. Um, so I said it. I, I pretty much said it. I said this. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies. I've worked for private companies. I understand everyone in this place is expendable. We all are. The most, the, the true most exp expendable personnel is the military. You know why? Because they send you to your deaths. Yeah. You know why I don't feel expendable? In the military. You don't feel that way. Yeah, you don't feel that way because in the end of the day, we're taking care of each other, truly taking care of each other. No matter who's shitty to you, like your, your command might be shitty, but you know what? Your NCO is looking out for you. Your, your peers are looking out for you. Your young Marines are looking out for you. Like we always look out for each other because at the end of the day, that's all we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that's it. It's like, I, I never felt expendable in the military, even though we all know we're going to a, harm's way where none of, none of us can probably come back. I didn't feel like the government was sending me to my deaths, even though they were. <laughs> but, yeah. but you're saying and you're saying that it's, potentially you kind of feel that way here i feel in, like like you i definitely don't feel like i'm appreciated is pretty much yeah. in the end of what i'm saying well, like say thank you how about that yeah it's it, not that fucking hard right? it comes it's, not hard. it's a culture like, right so it comes down empathetic. to like the, uh, the culture of like where you're working mm -hmm. and I, i've you know when i went back to iraq and I, I was making um, a bunch of money. I was uh, when I, so I went back to Iraq after I got laid off. I was getting paid like more than I when I left. It was a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. But the people I was working for, they were fucking terrible. Like yeah. not to me, but to other people. And I was just like, I can't deal with you treating people like shit because if I see you treating somebody else like shit, like when am I gonna be that person? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, him turn on me. Yeah, and I'm just like, I lasted three months, and I was getting paid, like, I, if I'd have worked there for a year, I would have gotten paid $380,000, and I lasted three months, because one of the people that I, that was, um, cause when I came back, I was a team lead, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the people that worked under me, she was great with what she did, and she wanted to leave, and I was like, okay, you know, you want to leave Iraq, it's fine, you know, go, you want to find another job, you know, go ahead and, and interview, do whatever you want. And so she was interviewing at a friend of mine's, um, he was separate from my group, but she was calling back to America from his trailer and my boss found out about it and he like berated her in front of everybody for interviewing, um, for another place back in the States. And after that, I was just like, that's not cool, man. Like mm -hmm. she, she's a, she's not a fucking slave. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if yeah. she wants to leave, she can leave. And I was just, mm -hmm. after that, I was just like, I'm, just, I'm out. Like, that's the thing though yeah. most people leave their workplaces because in the civilian life at least they leave because of their leadership yeah it doesn't matter the benefits and the perks a good portion of it is i just don't want to work for this person well i left the core because of leader leadership too uh, to be honest. I, I did yeah. too though yeah. i i left because of my first heart 
Yeah, I love because of my first sergeant too. So yeah, <laughs> he was an asshole. He's he, he burnt he burned my NCOs for something he told us to do and put an incentive for us when we did it. Yeah. Y'all are so wait, hold on. Let me clarify something. Did you both just say it was because of a first sergeant? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna like light some shit on fire. So <laughs> so okay. And it, well, hold on. I will, make it even worse. He was from a grunt unit that came to Ninth Com, and he decided yeah. that. It'd be more important for me to march Marines around a, around a, uh, a parade deck than teach them how to do the fucking job. I'm like, he, I, I'm literally because... one of your best IT f- motherfuckers in your. Um, at the time, I was probably the best, and you want me to go march them around a parade? Oh, you're with Ninth Com. I was with Ninth Com. Yeah. Where, when were you in Iraq? I I was I I never went to Iraq as a Marine. Never went to okay, never mind. But I went to I went to Iraq as a contractor. So I I got out in two thousand and three. I was a contractor. I went to Iraq in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So yeah. Oh okay okay okay. So okay, this is this has been like a campaign constant topic that I bring up. So the army doesn't do first sergeants sergeant's major like we do i know where you're going break it down so this is where the marine corps fucks shit up and i say it all the time we need to do this not everything but this like the army does right the army doesn't do you are forever going to be a first sergeant and forever going to be a sergeant major you are an e8 or you are an e9 and you might get orders to if you wanted to a billet at a specific command it makes you their first sergeant or their sergeant major, depending on the experience that you have with it. You do three years, you do your tour there, you go back and you do your fucking job. Yeah. Because we let them have a free pass, right? Like, hey, you just want to be a first sergeant? Just be a Marine. That's good enough. Yeah, be, and it's not good enough. Not they need to be a Marine, be a Marine be a like ad- the rest of us. It's basically like be an admin. It's it's kind of like an admin job there. in the same yeah, They're admin? Yeah. Take care of my pay for sign and get paid? Yeah. Talk to admin. Isn't that you for sorry? Yeah. It's annoying. It annoys the shit out of me because they get a free pass. They only need to know what all of us are expected to know. Yeah. Like, that's it? They don't have to know that and how to do an actual job? Like, I, it I mean, drives me insane, right? Like, again, probably because I'm actually a specific technical specialist as a SME in a job. I'm like, Wait, so I have to go the other way and know 100% of everything and still be a Marine, right? I still have to pass a PFT. I still have to – I could out-drill 80% of the sergeants out there right now. Good. But I'm st- I'm supposed to, like, still know my job, but you get to just know how to drill and, like, know what the uniform orders are? Like, how fucking hard is that? Yeah, it's not – to, in my opinion, I totally agree this, with you. This will be one of those ones where um, that, that disclaimer is very, very important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I can go... I don't want to sound like I'm a hater, so maybe I'll edit my... Actually, yeah. I, I don't have to. To, to. to specifically clarify, I absolutely love the Marine Corps. We get a whole lot of shit the right way. Yeah. Let me, let me like make, make one Man, point. So, joint doctrine. Joint doctrine. How Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps like army all interact how we engage 90 percent of joint doctrine is marine corps doctrine with words changed to make it joint because we already do that right we integrate air we integrate 
see, we integrate ground. We know how to do that at a small scale. And all you have to do is scale it up. 90% of joint doctrine is done that way. That doesn't mean we're infallible and can't screw shit up. And I think that this is one thing that we get wrong. I mean, there's a few, especially when it comes like the technical side, this is the other part where the Marine Corps gets it wrong is that for some reason the mil well the military in general but especially the marine corps i think it's even more extreme where we're all getting paid the same amount of money and they don't put yeah. emphasis on these like i'm sorry i should not be getting paid the same as a motor t guy nope like i had a much higher skill set when i got out of the marine corps you know i had a decent job um and within like i think th- three years out of getting out of the marine corps i was in the six figures can a motor T guy do that? No. Like, unless you, uh, it'd be like the top 1%, probably like even less than that. No. I don't understand. But, There's no incentive for anybody that's in a technical field in the Marine Corps to stay in. There's none. No. None. Not at all. No. So I, I just did an AFCA conference. You guys know what AFCA is? Uh, it sounds familiar. Break it down. Uh, Shy, did you? Because you said you were calm, right? I was calm, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember my stuff. It's been a long so, time. <laughs> It's way longer. It's it's longer for me. Yeah. So, so FCA used to be until Almost 2018. What? Yeah. What? It's been over a decade since I touched my shit. <sighs> yeah. So what, 2022. Okay. I got it. Feel any better? I'm just saying. Any better? Like I've been doing this job for more than a decade. <laughs> God damn. It starts but making I me feel a little like. Oh, well, thanks. I, I salute you. I don't need you, know, you, you get the gold brim and the nice black, all black trimming. No, no so I. Okay, pin pin in the the gold on the the hat. Okay, pin in that. We'll come back to it. Um, so I did a AFCA, which is the Armed Forces Communications Electronics Association. It's what they used to be called. In twenty eighteen, they changed their name to just AFCA International. So kind of like how International House of Pancakes is now just mm-hmm. IHOP. It's basically the FCA decided like everybody knows what the hell we are, who needs to know who what the hell we are. So we're just going to use the acronym as in the actual name. Um, so Armed Forces Communications Electronics Association, um, they held a TechNet Augusta conference. And it basically brings all of like the industry and military together in a conference and kind of lets us talk about stuff. Uh, so I was a part of an all chief warrant officer panel uh, to talk about like you're dealing with like companies like Harris and things like that. Yeah. So Harris was there, Panasonic, talk about yeah. tough books. Um, like they all present their, their newest stuff. Yeah. Panasonic's at the point where they're do, like producing tablets and like small portable devices that we can use, um, you know, trying to get us to the newest thing. And the, it's a different subject, but the problem being like kill chain, like great. That's awesome. You have this thing. Guess what? It's going to take me five years to get it. And ridiculous, right? It's insane that, IT especially is tied to this timeline as the, the same way a boat is and a, a artillery system is like, yes, I get it. Those things fucking explode. You might need to test it and make sure it's not going to explode in my face. Like IT systems don't work that way. We're talking about commercial industry capabilities that connect to the internet. The same thing that some person in another country is connected to and could potentially access and make like vulnerable because of their ability to flex on what we're doing. It needs to be fast. It needs to be rapid. It needs to be accessing exactly the same stuff we're doing today in industry and match it. Right. So those are the conversations we get to have there. 
and I got to be on this, like, this is the technical perspectives panel, like me and two army chief officer fives and a Navy chief officer, like we're, we're these guys saying, oh, this is the technical thing you need to talk about real quick. Is this with the article that you were in? Yeah, this is, this is yeah. what you, you sent back to me. Yeah, Guess what? So funny <laughs> that morning after you sent that. So you sent it to me in the evening, right? Yeah. The next morning, by the time I woke up, I had five more messages from people like, oh, look, you were on this fucking internet. I'm like, oh, <laughs> And for some reason, some reason, and I'm going to say this. This is going to be a little bit weird. It's the blue eyes, right? I was the freaking picture of this damn article. Like, it's me talking to the camera. Oh, you're a poster boy. <laughs> I'm the poster boy for this damn event. And it, part, of, part of it was weird and all of the other chief warrant officers were like, dude, you freaking crushed it. You were way more engaging, way more accessible, way more entertaining, and like all these other things. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I kind of do this. I know how to talk to a camera. Uh, <laughs> like, I got a pot. I didn't mention it. But it's like it, it, every other person had like their script. So this is how they were talking. Like, make bullet points. Yeah. Figure out what you want to talk about, and then do just be people. I mean, talk to the people. The Marine Corps doesn't teach speech one on one. No, no. They don't teach. They don't teach this at all. Well, I'm just saying. It's a. But honestly, I think that people in general. Sergeant course at least. What did you say, Shaq? I was like, they should in like at least Sarge's course. Yeah. <laughs> add add how, how to podcast. How to, yeah. so the, no, not not that. It's just how to engage an audience. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, one, yeah, right? right. So, so we do. Uh, and I'm times? here. I'm here in 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 a schoolhouse, a part of training and education command. And maybe maybe Rasan, you can tell me. I probably am like this, right? I have way higher ambitions and like goals than probably are realistic. Yeah, oh, definitely. But I think that your goals are <laughs> damn. You agree? They're, they're realistic. Listen, you're, yes, not right. realistic. You're an expiring motherfucker, Papa Bear. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so my goals, my goals are like to fix all of training and education commands problems, right? Yeah. Like, wow. So I see, I see those schools as a, a fucking huge opportunity to teach leaders of Marines, how to properly engage their Marines. So I, I teach this, um, I teach this course at, to, to all courses that are about to start inside, um, McSess, right. Uh, which is you guys both. Know, yeah. yeah. Is Marine Corps communications electronic school. Every time a school is about to start on the second Shout or third training day, I go in with a Kahoot, which is, you guys might not know this, some stupid quizzy, like engaging, m- medium it's just a method right yeah uh where where they get to answer quiz questions but it's really me like talking to the to the to the class about how they're supposed to learn like look you need to be engaged in your own learning i can only do so much for you your instructors can only do so much for you if you don't give a shit you're not going to learn you have to care you have to be invested like i go through this whole process right those courses the sergeant's course which is now a sergeant's school and uh, like career school and advanced school, they've changed them to schools. Uh, question for you both, just see if you have any idea. Do you think that they changed how they teach? No, no, I don't think so. 
based on what I've seen. Right. So the name changed, which means they're supposed to change, but but then none of the doctrine that guides them changes. So how are they supposed to? Right. Point. I'm now in this position where I'm like, well, um, how about we change the doctrine? So I'm trying to fix that stuff. That's I know admirable. that that's totally off topic. And no, that's admirable. That, that's about, that's but... respect for that. Hey, thanks for being that person that challenges policy. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to do on this season. We're gonna you talk about my boss. just the Marine Corps. I probably would choke his ass out. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you both would. Yeah. You'd be like, excuse me? You see my, my shirt? I could definitely choke a lot of people. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm a purple Take belt. turns. <laughs> Take turns. <laughs> I told you before, though, when you come down here, we have to grapple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to. Oh, hold on. I, obviously, because of COVID, I'm very rusty, but I Dude. still will do very well. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so has it been 10 years since you grappled? No, no. Just just a year. We're good. Yeah, but I'm I'm coming back soon with my I'm I'm building a pod of people. Yeah. I have I have like mats that are portable mats. And yeah. I'm gonna have like a, a COVID will, pod, and we're gonna. You will ninety percent likely whoop my ass because this has been at least eight years since I grappled. So. Uh, well, and this is like one of the things. Um, Consistently, I'm in a bunch of like, obviously jujitsu groups, and there was like a thing talking about how like, you know, Marines aren't the be- aren't the best fighters and aren't the best grapplers, and I'm just like, yeah. No shit. Like we don't let me do it every day. Yeah, like we we're way better shooters in general because we we spend way more time learning how to shoot than we do learning how to actually fight. So yeah, you want to take that from us? I get congratulations. I can still shoot you from like very far away. You know, so with iron, they don't do iron sights. Iron sights, yeah. For me, yeah, it's definitely iron sights. Oh shit! Neither of y'all have shot with an RCO. No. Yeah. Well, hold on. I've shot with optics before, like uh. No, I I have fired with uh, like as I was getting out, we used ACOGs. But not 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 on in the, the core. I have not shot in the core, like in actual on the ACOG, KD range, yeah. like on your known distance range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or qualification yeah. with an RCO. It'd be unfair. Yeah. I mean, for me, the I, my easy. last my ra- my last my last range was like that. Okay, nice. And I was Badass. like, and I was yeah. like why? <laughs> you're like you're like I can see it. Whereas like we're all used to iron sights yeah. at the 500, and you're like. Look, there's a white square. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in the center, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hit what the fr- I'm shooting. Yeah, 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 I mean, but people don't understand that. Like when you go through like boot camp, and even even if you, even if you go through McMap, if if you're a black belt in McMap and you grapple me, um, especially like like last year, like when I was actually like at training consistent, yeah, consistently, I will go up against any McMap black belt yep. in grappling, yeah. and I will vary 99% of the time. I'm gonna win. That, yeah, that's why I said you are most likely going to whoop my ass. Yeah. You are most likely going to take me down yeah, to the mat and pin me or make me tap. Yeah, and, but and, Well, hold on. Let me just I'm break gonna, it down real quick because people right that heard that that are Marines might be fucking mad. Let me break down the actual numbers for you. Like, when I, I'm a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, but that's Don't. like the amount of time that I put in is way fucking more time than you put into McMap. Way more yep. time. I spent um, seven years training um basically at least six hours a week it i'm I'm sorry that's a minimum it's six hours a week minimum if if i'm competing which i competed before i competed up more than a few times i'm putting in at least 10 hours a week if not more if you're going to tell me across 10 years you're going to tell me that your black belt mcmap you're going to be able to beat me in grappling like you're not training at the same thing that i'm training at it's 
So well, if, if we did what I did in Afghanistan all the time, it would be great, right? So like I spent, I spent probably at least an hour a day, probably six days a week, um, doing martial arts and grappling and, and really training at it, right? Yeah. Which is great and would be amazing if we actually made that a priority and focused on it as a always consistent, always on kind of thing. But it's not. Um, and and, and it, the, it shouldn't. The amount of time it takes yeah. to, to, to progress is not that hard. Yeah. It, but, you know, there's other concerns that you have. I mean, like, if you're in the Marine yeah. Corps, especially if you're like us, if you're in comms, like, you have to actually know how to do comms. You know, and if you're a grunt, you have to know how to fucking shoot a gun. Or if you're in yeah. artillery, you have to know how to, you know, deal with your weapon system. Like there's yeah. all these other things it's that you need to put way more um, time into than just grappling and, or into fighting. Because, yeah. you know, you just, that's not what we're designed to do. So it's, it's not good or bad. It's just just a fact. Just, yeah, just real. Yeah. Which is kind of how we try to keep it here. Yeah. But we're still um, about do we need to close up? We're getting there. We are we're at the three-hour mark. Oh, well, uh, Jesus Christ, we are. It's always close. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's one last thing I want to say about yeah. the uh, the post office used to have. There used to be a bank, and I think it was like one of the first central banks, Papa Bear or Shy. Please correct me if I'm wrong. It was one of the first central first. banks. Uh, that 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 far back, I don't. I do know we used to do deal cash so so the the there was the the federal the federal reserve like the the primary bank established by hamilton prior to the actual post office bank yeah. but co comparatively right the average citizen didn't have access to that yes. what the average citizen had was the post office so they were able to do um money orders and other things that are still actually in existence yeah. where and it only had value which was kind of one of the key things because of stagecoach robberies and all kinds of stuff. You know, um, it's like a super famous uh, Sundance kid, the freaking the, the, like storybook stuff. Yeah. It, it was real events, but I can't think of the Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Cassidy, kid, yeah. right? Those were all like based on real, real shit that happened. Like they were robbing stagecoaches because people were just sending money yeah. in the mail. Gold, gold and everything. Yeah. Yep. The post office is like, how about you go to a post office, you give them the stuff, they have it. We'll just put this shit on paper, and it only is worth money if you come to the post office it's supposed to go to, right? That was how that all kind of started. Yeah, which if you're rural, that's a fucking excellent idea. Huge. Well, even Huge. I mean, all around, it's still a good idea. Even if Huge you're, with an all-caps Y, yeah. right? Even if you're in a city, it's still a good idea. Yeah. But my favorite president... Lyndon Johnson, abolished. Well, you're oh, okay. Continue. Sorry. 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 Lyndon Johnson ab abolished uh, having the, the the postal service being a bank. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, when we talk about on probably the next podcast, our favorite presidents and our who we consider our best and worst presidents, Lyndon Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson is going to be my favorite still. But this is going to be one of the things where I will give him a negative is abolishing that because. Like, I think it should still be an alter alternative for people, especially in rural areas, is having the uh, Postal Service being a uh, bank. So. Yeah, to, to, to count on Western Union to do it is, to me, like, so for one that's primarily, like, digital now, and I'm, like, slurring because this thing is damn strong. 
<laughs> so the the western union side of it is primarily digital now so then those in very rural areas don't have access to it but they all have access to a post office and post office money orders should still be a, a capability whether it's a banking thing but the ability to transition money from one place to another primarily started um during the civil war was when that stuff really started up because soldiers were sending their pay back to their families the only access to any ability to transport that back was through the post office. And it was not secure if they didn't do it in that exact manner. Um, and it, it makes us, there's still a whole lot of communities, especially in the United States, which is part of why electoral college and the, why the numbers are weird thing still applies because those places need representation too those people who don't have access to all the stuff that we have something we're thinking about sometimes. Yeah. It's easy to forget about the rural communities. Like we were yeah. just talking about like having possibly it's a great idea. Somebody please steal it. I don't give a shit. Having the postal service provide the internet to rural communities. I think that'd be an excellent way for the post office to innovate like i never even thought about that papa bear i think you brought it up right yeah that's that's a great idea elon's gonna have it in less than a year elon elon so, elon so, doesn't care about he doesn't earth. but he does he, he wants to know but i he, he he's, not gonna, he's not gonna provide to it right he's, he's providing <laughs> the technology that can support it but what we what I, this was literally oh god it's starlink we're, we're talking about starlink this all be clear right <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely okay. it's it's making me smile because I had half of this exact conversation today. So what I see happening is, hey, post office, like this is federal mandate stuff. Like this is a part of your mission. Make sure that this happens. Make sure that all people, all citizens can access information like everybody else, which to us all today, we all know that means the internet, like be able to access the same information. So there's this rural community, doesn't have access, can't do it. Okay, the post office is required to provide some access to it. And unless it's really, really super rural, uh, at least somewhere in that region, put a Starlink terminal out there. Hey, post office, go buy one, put it online, distribute that out to people who need it or provide free access. Hey, come to the post office, which is how shit used to work. Come to the post office. Here's your knowledge. Carry on, right? That's how it used to work. So it meets the objective. Come to the post office. You can access the internet and go back to your, your farm. Th that at a minimum would do it cell phone service maybe that's an option too but all that we would mandate is say as citizens as community we say you have to provide the ability for citizens in your rural area to access the internet cool how you do it, it's up to you but starlink provides a super off op like obvious option cheap super anywhere cool. it works um i don't know it, it, but yeah it came up today i was like oh my god Reach that's a really good somebody. point yeah, I, I, I think when you look at things through historical context, people didn't were hesitant to to get electricity to all of America. People were hesitant to get gas stations in all of America. People were hesitant to get fucking base cars because they thought there were gas bombs just rolling around the streets. You know, so I mean they I, are. Right. Well. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they are, but they're also safe. So, like, relatively safe. Uh, I just don't understand why there's hesitancy to have, like, basic services 
across the entire nation, if not the world. Obviously, we're talking about just the United States, but these are things that are going to become basic human rights around the world. And people are just like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Listen, if, if it takes a small amount of federal funding to the Postal Service to expand their services, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think it's a great idea. Roger, Congressman. Yeah. I, honestly, uh, I likely might. I probably will. <laughs> because we're honestly, we, uh, one of the things we're going to do, hopefully in season two, in this season, is talk about writing an actual bill. To, uh, I think we're going to do it. Yeah, like we talked about really it. it. I think it's going to take several episodes. We're talking about at least three or four weeks, right? Yeah, it's going to take a while. But but like we're going to from start to finish get a bill on the floor. I think I I love it. I love the idea. Let's do it. Like like as long as people are willing to sit and listen and watch us. Like like it would literally be screen capture yeah. of fucking keyboard clackety 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 writing some shit and like researching because we're going to both have to figure out we're in california so i figured the best thing to do is just put, do it in california yeah um and and my experiences in california will Are basically we talking about state pass anything. legislation or well hopefully it'll be federally eventually but basically there's, there's a huge problem that affects me and it has to do with marriage <laughs> because i'm not married but i have a partner mm-hmm. i've been with for 10 years 10 plus years now oh okay i get it but we can't share benefits at all can't can't apply for insurance can't sign out a loan can't mortgage a house can't get a car and even like we've adopted a daughter together and that's even a huge problem so i mean the obvious question would be not to get to your personal stuff no it's fine no i mean why why won't you get married oh uh because there's huge downsides for marriage okay Um, that's fair the the main you're you're not getting to it i understand yeah okay i just wanted to hear i just wanted to hear that because yeah. that that would have been my only like okay don't ask yeah <laughs> no it's it, I have no I'll tell anybody this there's a there's a whole episode in season one there's a whole episode in season one of on this why, topic why I'm not married <laughs> yeah yeah why 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 Cronus isn't married that's but totally fine it, it's I mean it, again from my perspective what what our conversation led to was two two kind of key concepts. And I think it's important to balance the two. One is that for you, um, it works out to being that historical institution from a legal point of view puts you as the responsible party. And in all cases, legally, you then are on the hook. And it's a shitty way to put it, to take care of fucking everything. And that's today's society does not accept that as a standard norm. We are partners and, this, and again, I, I know that you said when we talked about it that that my my kind of like take on it, my take on marriage and my experience with it made you feel like what we did was a pretty positive sharing experience for yeah. our podcast. But but that was again a personal experience because what we what we agree. I'm talking about we being the person who popped their head in the door earlier, right? We came to an understanding and an agreement and made the system work for us where. We know we're a team. We know that this is only works if it's if it's the two of us against the world. And that doesn't mean that the legal system is going to respect that, right? But it, yeah, but it's also it does it, not at this point. It you, does not. Well, we even talked about it before. Like it's still yeah. dis, dis disadvantageous to you and your wife if you make around the same amount of money. And well, that's <laughs> a problem that people don't really seem to understand. Right. Like right, if, right. If, if you make the same amount of money as like your as your wife yeah. or husband, you're going to get right in taxes. 
Like, yeah. And that's it, the, why, why is this legal? <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it. We're, we're, this is, this is how bad this got shy. Like <laughs> we, we are getting screwed me and my wife about our taxes right now. And so Cronus and I have talked about like, how do I go about this? And we're going to like tackle. I, I, I totally understand what you're getting at no like i'm yeah. not i'm not foreign to this discussion so i totally understand like where you guys are both getting i mean the numbers yeah i totally the numbers line up it, it starts looking stupid yeah i know i get it there, there was a point where i was making before the post office i was making a ridiculous amount of money since so was my wife so i totally understand the whole tax Wait, frustration so, so right now do you guys make both like near the same amount of no, money no, no. right now she's making way more than i am i went down pay okay so then your taxes are they're probably like fine right now right they're, we're fine now, but yeah. before, let's say, like my my previous endeavors, there were, fuck, <laughs> yeah, and that's like, and can I move to Florida? That that's, that that was the uh, thought process. So, Shai, there's a book. Uh, the name of the book I still have a problem with, but it's still a really good book to to listen to or read. It's called The okay. Whiteness of Wealth, and it breaks down. I, exactly, I've heard of that. I've yeah, heard of that. It breaks down exactly why you got fucked, why you yeah. and your family got fucked. Never read it. But I've heard and, of, it, yeah, and, it, and like you said, because the title it doesn't necessarily cover it. It's it's almost like it, it should almost be called the masculinity of wealth. Yeah, yeah. It's just well because it, it ties more to that. Like it, it's it, especially in that. So I wanted to hit the last, the second point of this too, right? Which is the second point I think you made as the key point in the marriage piece, which was to to a woman in this establishment, it subordinates them always to to their husband makes it so that they are always kind of at least tax-based and legal-based and all these other things financially subservient to their husband and we know that's not the case but that doesn't mean the legal system would respect that at any point in time and does not in a lot of cases and so uh, what we talked about was Civil, uh, what'd you say? Civil union doesn't work, right? Because it's specifically nope. same sex. It's same sex or over the age of 65. Or over the age of 65. Yeah. Which again, there's options for us to modify that. So we need to look at the best option. Do we modify that to be a more broader category? Or because changing laws is also a function we have as citizens. Yeah. Like, hey, that law needs to expand or needs to constrict or whatever it is. Um, and then we have the potential, like, hey, let's just propose a whole new thing, a third, a third option we talked about. Like, do we do we just do it as a third thing, which is not not specific category, so same sex, which can I I don't necessarily agree that maybe that doesn't need to be a specific category, or over the age of sixty five again, why specifically? Yeah. But just another option outside marriage that allows you to be able to legally agree. Which is, again, if I'm already assigning a legal agreement that says I legally agree with this other person that we will both be responsible for said whatever fucking legal parameters we establish, why do I need why do we need another agreement to make that agreement a possible option? I used this example the other day. If, if me and another Marine were both sergeants living in the barracks and signed a legal agreement called a lease to rent an apartment and split the rent, why the hell do we have to be married? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> do not need to. But, it, but yeah. it, it gets worse than that because if you want to actually share resources, that the problem comes down to sharing resources. That's the main issue that I've, yeah. I, that me and my partner have is sharing resources that I, I cannot share my, 
um, medical benefits, dental benefits yep, at all. all. At all. Like it's it's literally impossible. And when it comes to like getting, um, you know, I, I just refinanced my house and I wanted to put her on the, the mortgage because when we first bought the house, she didn't have a, a good credit score. So it was just like, fine, we'll just put it on mine. It's fine. But now that we have uh, pretty much near the same credit score, okay, we'll just come into it jointly and we'll get a joint thing. But the VA said no because I got a VA no. loan. It's the, literally the only thing that I've dealt with with um, my actual post-Marine Corps benefits was getting a VA loan. And they were like, well, if you're not married, no. We're like, we're not going to put her on the mortgage. I'm just like, what the fuck? Are you serious? I mean, you're dealing with a VA. <laughs> Yeah, well, the only time I've dealt with the VA, not a great experience. <laughs> it's not, it's not an isolated experience. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's not. Like, I, I, this is why I, 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 I chose not to deal with the VA and not deal because everybody I've talked to that I've had to deal with the VA have not had good experiences. Yeah, and it's and it's wrong. I don't understand how the fuck we have, um, what. Seven hundred and fifty billion dollars allocated to the you know Department of Defense, and we can't fucking properly fund the VA. Like seriously, it's, we're... it's frustrating because the fact that it exists is a step forward from Vietnam, right? There was no VA before, yeah, I mean... and it's just a half-ass effort. It's a lot of what we do, right? It's hey, I did a thing. Look at me, I'm awesome. It's like we joke about inside right now, and and it's not a a thing unique to the military, which is like someone established a thing or changed the name to a thing and got an award for it, and that's really all they were worried about, whether or not it actually functions or continues to exist beyond me getting an award for it. I'm not worried about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yes and no, Papa Bear. Sorry, I got to be sort of an asshole, not to you, but just in, in general speaking about the VA. And military benefits. When you talk about, you know, past, you know, um, the Vietnam War. Yeah. A lot of black mm -hmm. folks fought in Vietnam, came back to no VA benefits. Yeah. That's my father. Yeah. Full disclosure, I am half black. Uh, a lot of no, people, like, yeah, a lot of people see, fought in Vietnam and yeah. had no benefits at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but absolutely. like that. Yeah. And it's, my just, dad's one. it's fucking bullshit. And Combat yeah. Yeah, and no benefits. And people that went to Vietnam, fought for America, um, got spit on, and people that were minorities, they didn't get their benefits at all, and they still don't get them to this nope. day. And it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Or they have to go through hoops. Yeah. And what's what's crazy is, right, this dialogue, and this is part of what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I said I want to so... be an asshole. <laughs> What's that? That's why I said I don't want to be an asshole because obviously we're on the same page, man. I'm not no, blaming you. No, yeah. Do it, like, right? I mean, and we have to bring up those those asshole topics, and we both are assholes. It's fine. <laughs> and also, he's he's not all white, so you know. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but but it, here's the thing, and we talked about it before: is like a look like it, right? So then I gain those same privileges. I gain the same access to a lack of fear, a lack of an understanding on things personally. That doesn't mean I can't fucking learn, right? But I haven't personally dealt with it. Um, it but it doesn't mean I shouldn't understand it and help us all as a society move forward towards a better future. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that this dialogue and this conversation we're having and shy welcome aboard, right. Yep. Um, <laughs> is huge and important. And what, what, like, I'm a super emotional person, especially when it comes to music, like music for me, for some reason triggers this weird place in me, which is a part of why I almost listen to audiobooks exclusively. Cause I don't feel like crying on the way to work. Um, so watching Falcon and winter soldier, this, this oh. first season that they came out with, right. There's a, there's this huge part of it that brings forth this fictional concept and this fictional character and this fictional like dialogue that is a dialogue we needed to have. And I freaking love that they attacked it in a mainstream media point of view to say like, these are things that you need to be talking about everybody. And he, they, they both, like I was going to say just like, you know, the, the, everybody did such a really great job talking through how to deal with this and how to make it a thing you should be asking and talking about. It made me like, I honestly was sitting on the couch, like crying and my wife's like, what's going on? I was like, there's probably a more personal effect going on here because maybe it, it touches me more as a Marine and having seen how we can exist because we all have the same ideals within the Marine Corps. Uh, mostly. Right. Um, a hell of a lot more than, the average American society. And it just makes me like think that there's a, there's, there's a possible future and it, it breaks my heart to think that we're not there yet. And so I, I'm just thinking that maybe what we're talking about making, talking about our society, talking about social contracts, talking about our government, talking about what we should and shouldn't do for each other, maybe is a step towards that. I know that was probably like super philosophical, but I apologize. No, 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 it, it's good. It's one of the things that I actually came back and thought about when he's talking about, like the the Marine Corps being sort of like this brotherhood and all this this is this isn't and that. And one of the things I remembered, like thinking about the Marine Corps, of like, oh, you know, we're all the same, blah, blah, blah. I remember like one of the first things I heard when I was in the Marine Corps, and it was prevalent throughout my entire Marine Corps career, is that there, you know, there's no racism in the Marine Corps. There's Marines and there's dark dark green there I'm sorry. Marines are green or dark green marines. I'm like, motherfucker, do you understand what you're even saying right now? So, like, the things that you're saying are literally still separating people from people. Right. And like, and they don't even get, they, they don't even understand what the fuck they're saying. And when, when I was in the core, I sucked it up. I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. But it's not. Like, what the, like, no. if you, if we're all marines, then we're all marines. We're not yep. WMs. We're not dark green. You know, we're not light green. We're all just nope. marines. And once I understood that, like as an older guy, because, you know, I'm, I'm older now, it kind of changed my per perspective on the military in general, on like how much that we're because I've seen fights that I've fought. Mm, I'll save it for another fucking podcast, man. I don't want to talk about it now, but is I think that there is there's some ro rose colored glasses that comes to like the military and the Marine Corps that people just don't yeah. want to talk about. Because it's uncomfortable, and I was uncomfortable talking about it before too. But it's not about the post office, so yeah, we'll save it for uh, talking about the military or the Marine Corps. Because uh, we we went off on a tangent, and I just don't want to yeah fuck this up for a while. Yeah, sorry. Okay, uh, I don't care. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. This is this still... is a big part of what we do. Like a lot of times, we'll 
we'll end up on Marine Corps topics because it's the two of us or us and the Marine Corps. Yeah, you had a third one in there, so I'm definitely going to talk. Yeah, shot. if you you want to come back for the Marine Corps episode, I'm sure that, I mean, you are nodding your head with what I was talking about. So if you want to come back to talk about, like, Marine Corps shit and, like, being a minority, like... I'm down. I'm down. I I do have one. So, I mean, if you want to get into it. Yeah. Let's save it, write it down, and we'll 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 talk about it probably halfway probably through. Forget. I have traumatic brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just kind of stupid, so it's all right. <laughs> courtesy, courtesy of the Marine Corps, it's a disability. Oh it's shit! We'll talk about that too. Yeah. Like, actually, what a, an actual you know traumatic brain injury is like. Um, getting it while you're in the service of your country, and then dealing with it now, and your thoughts with the VA. You know, and living with it. And I think that it goes even beyond um, living with just like the basic shit that we were told. Like, there was shit, traumatic shit that I was told in the Marine Corps that didn't catch up to me until like way later. Like, hey, it's okay to kill kids. I'm just like, okay. And, and then, then you I'll, think about it and dwell on it. Yeah, I'm just like, hmm. It's like, no. I mean, yeah, if they're going to kill me, but it's, but also like you have, you have to get kind of meta with it, or I did. It's like, why am I in a place to where kids want to kill me? Like, what the fuck? It's something you don't think about at the time. Yeah. It only affects you when you ponder. That's the way warfare is. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you can't. You can't can't dwell in it at the time. It's life or death at that point. But you're going to feel it later. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for damn sure. So let's let's save it for... Come back on the the Marine Corps, military, whatever podcast we're going to do. Because it's going to be some fucking depressing shit. Fuck yeah! Yeah, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going through that right now. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, man, because okay. you know, I'm gonna go through therapy. I'm glad you brought up therapy because I've had to go through therapy too for like you know the Marine Corps and a bunch of other shit. And it's just like, dude, people don't, especially men, they don't want to talk about shit like that. I went ten years without seeing a damn thing. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. I am. I am extremely happy that we have come to a place in our society where that's more acceptable, where even discussing mental health is like a topic, right? Cause that was not a thing. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a thing. It wasn't. And it's not a weakness. It, yeah. It bullshit. Right. And it, or it's it, considered malingering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And luckily while people still can be kind of hard ass about it, like we many grudgingly, grudgingly like accept that people need to go get counseling and go talk about stuff but i think that is at least the first step towards eventually accepting that this is like an actual realistic thing that people probably should have been doing for a long time um so so some people have their own counseling system like it's inherently built into their life somehow and they're lucky not everybody has that so accepting that maybe someone needs to seek assistance for that is totally okay yeah, it's definitely okay. Because I, I did both. Like, I still... My main self-counseling thing was, like, working out. And then mm. I figured out martial arts. You know, like, doing jujitsu That definitely helped. But then it got to a point to where, like, shit just kept stacking up. And I was just like, I couldn't figure out why it's still stacking up. Mm. And I had, to, I had to get help. And you have to be... Uh, you have to understand, like, when you need help... Don't there's there's times where you should where you should man up in your life, quote unquote man up, 
And there's times where you shouldn't man up. There's times where you need help. Get the fucking help. I, you just made me think of something because because we talked about it earlier, right? Like we're like, dang, that's freaking ridiculous and insane. We could change that phrase so it doesn't feel right. Which you, I, I heard it in your voice, like, uh, uh, you know, quote unquote, man up. Like, what if we said where there's moments in your life where you just need a Pony Express? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you yeah. just need to, you need to get freaking tough. Like sometimes you just need to accept it and just get over that damn mountain, right? Yeah. So sometimes you just need a Pony Express, but a lot of the time, like you need someone to to honestly just get to talk you through it and to make it make sense and to bounce ideas off of. That doesn't apply only to mental health care. Like that's just a good philosophy. Like i tell this all the time like so i'm a writer i have a degree in english and like i i tell people i'm like send me what you're about to publish what you're about to send out to more than just the three or four of us i'll read it just for grammar and spelling and whatever just to make sure that you send it out and you sound intelligent as intelligent as you are um and so it's the same thing there we're like you should bounce your ideas off of people yeah you should talk through things and if you're feeling a certain way like this is how i'm feeling does that make sense but like yeah i totally understand that it makes sense it's yeah. totally a normal response to the issue you're dealing with. Yeah. It's fine. And that's a big part of what that mental health like dialogue is, is what you are dealing with is understandable and acceptable and normal. And you just need to you know have a dialogue about it. And that's huge in way more than just mental health stuff. Agreed. Totally. So, yeah, other shit I want, I want to say, but I'll, I'll save it for the actual Marine Corps podcast we'll, we'll do one just based upon the marine corps and military service in general and being a man because i think people i've met so many people that think they're men that hmm. they're not fucking men they they think that they're they're just fucking weak ass people and they put on <laughs> this fucking bravado <laughs> yeah for real i was gonna say that too those exact fucking words they're weak bitches and they i missed they, it you say he said weak bitches, like a weak bitch. And, and I quote, you're a, you're a weak bitch. Yeah. Just, just face it. People that are weak bitches that put on this crazy bravado of I'm so fucking tough. I'm a man. You're fucking weak, man. You're fucking yeah. weak. And you need yeah. to like understand your weakness, get help and be a better person. Like I don't want any more fucking school shootings. I don't want any more fucking mass shootings. I don't want fu- any more crazy motherfuckers that don't understand themselves just like going on some crazy violent spree, get fucking help. Yeah. The, today, today, a, a, like a, a line came up, and I was like, if you, if you generally, if you need to say that, it's probably not true, right? Which was like, I was like, I kind of run shit here. Was what someone said. <laughs> kind of run. Those, those are great kinda words. Run shit. I run shit. Right. So like, I'm, I'm kind of charge stuff. It's like, well, if you have to reinforce that fact. You're, probably actually not and it's the same thing there it's like if you just need to tell people like i'm a man i'm i'm badass like i bet you need to say it out loud (laughs) probably not true yeah i see so many weak dudes so many weak (laughs) dudes and it's just it's incredible to me you know people that will say like me holding my daughter's hand is weak and i'm like this is the the coolest shit i've done holding my daughter's hand like if if you think that being a man is punching somebody in the face or just being an asshole, you're missing the point of being a man. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously. So, I 
I think that the point you made like is n- number one on my list of shit, which is like if all I'm doing is on a daily basis reinforcing to my daughter like what how how a man is supposed to treat her, yeah, and supposed to act for her. If all I do is that, life like life goals, right? Like I've done everything I'm supposed to do. She should always know how she should be treated based on the example I provide. Yeah, it, like being compassionate. Yeah, yeah, being compassionate, and that I think it's what people don't. They think like of fake men. I'll just I'm gonna call them fucking fake men. They think that being compassionate is something that should be considered weak, but being compassionate is like, to me, that's that's a very strong trait. Empathy mm-hmm. is a strong trait. Apathy is like the to, for me the weakest trait, and I think that a lot of Americans, especially think that apathy is like some altruist is some goal that is supposed to be achieved but it's like no you should empathize with people like if you have kids like this is why i'm glad that i have you know two daughters and they they've definitely showed me how to be like a better person in general is just like understanding their actual emotional and physical needs and understanding them but if if you're just going to show them like i'm just some badass but that's that's not being a badass you know, you just showing how you're tough is not being a badass. And this is coming from a guy that can kick a lot of people's asses easily. It's it's usually <laughs> the quiet one you never mess with. Yeah, you know exactly. It was the quiet one you mess with. It's the peacock. It's the loud chihuahua. Is the one that's the weakest of them all. Exactly. That they have the loudest bark and the weakest bite, and we yeah. we can all see it. People that don't know how to fight, are usually the loudest. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Don't mess with the one that's just standing there looking at you. Yep. The gray man. Anyway, we'll save this whole conversation from the podcast. So now I got to pee and I got to, we got to start the podcast, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're past three we can just close it up. Yeah. Let's, let's stop pontificating me. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Thank you, Shai. Shai we really appreciate on. you coming, man. This yeah. is, this is kind of, this is kind of how we do. We, we usually have a topic and then run about the last hour or so on bullshit. <laughs> Come on, you can't keep Marines on topic. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, this has been very educational for me. Like, this, this has been be, I, I totally there's too yeah. much else going on. No, it's been super educational for me because I didn't understand like a lot of like the the loops and like doing your routes and who does the the sorting and all. Like, hopefully, the people that are listening to this appreciate the breakdown of like uh people that think that is like a an eat quote unquote easy job, but it's a it complicated is, job. Like, Fifteen now, miles a day is my average. average. How many? How many miles? I walk fifteen miles a day. Nice. I mean, average. Yeah, that's for most people. Are just like, oh, fifteen miles doesn't seem that long, motherfucker. You walk fifteen miles. I got my ten thousand steps. Yeah, that's fifteen miles carrying stuff. Yeah, I I rode twenty miles today on a bicycle. Yeah, and it's not easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Doing anything like for that long, it's like it's not it's not easy, especially. And I wasn't carrying your milk is wearing shorts. Look at their calves. Yeah, they, yeah, they have fucking dope calves. Yeah, nice asses too. My thighs are killing it right now. My lord, that's why the uniform that's why the uniform is designed as it is, so you have to show off your calves. Oh, I I only wear shorts, and secretly every month I raise it up a little higher. So <laughs> like, I'm just letting you know, I wear the high socks. Shorts and I want it high. You're gonna keep. You're gonna keep bringing them up until you're wearing those khaki shorts that the guys at the pool for the swim ball yes. wear. Hold on, what's that? Uh, damn it, this Japanese term, but it's called absolute territory. 
it's the uh it's the the gap between the high socks and the the bottom the of the skirt bottom of the skirt yeah it's it's something yeah. zetai what the fuck is it called you know what i'm talking about though right sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's called absolute territory <laughs> that's what you're going for shot <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Hey, i don't care people wear their shorts baggy i wear them high all the fellow marines I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now the only ones that get it that get it you got the full khaki quad like tightness going on hey, no, no room in the pocket oh here it is it's called zetai yoroki absolute territory in japanese I'm moving. All right, well, thanks, thanks again for having me, man. It was fun. Yeah. Right, I appreciate y'all for coming for this episode of Balance Exchange. We uh, look forward to talking to y'all later. Make sure to leave a comment, and we'll talk to y'all later. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace.